Blog Talk Radio. And it's one of those classic rivalries that defines every college football season, Florida State and Miami. following. 
what if the Hurricanes really can find a way to put four quarters of football together on Saturday night? Last year against Florida State, their excellence only lasted for one and a half quarters, and they blew a 16-point lead. They played a horrible first half this year against Florida Atlantic. They were horrible in the fourth quarter against Nebraska. Then they were alternately good and bad for the entire game against Cincinnati and ended up with a lopsided loss. This 3-1 and football team has played acceptable football at times, and it has been self-destructive at others. There's no question that if the Hurricanes are going to be competitive deep into the night at the Doak on Saturday, that it's going to require significantly sharper performance and execution than what they have shown, not just this season, but going back to the latter games of last season. On the flip side, Florida State has not wowed in its last two games, a 14-0 victory at Boston College and a 24-16 victory at Wake Forest. Not vintage Florida State football, but you have to keep in mind that this is a program that has not lost a regular season game since November of 2012. Yet the pollsters seem to be waiting for them to lose. Even if you look back to last year, the later stages of the season, where they barely snuck into the four-team playoff at the end, despite not losing a game. Pollsters have them at number 12 right now in the AP poll, and number 8 in the coaches poll, even though, like I said... They haven't lost in two-plus years. Shouldn't they, at worst, be in the top five until they lose? Meanwhile, Miami has lost five straight games in this series, four under Al Golden. And there's no question of the stakes on Saturday night in terms of Golden's future in Coral Gables. Will Miami players be standing on the Seminole logo, bouncing around at around midnight, yelling, Yo, Canes Nation! We did it! We will discuss the prospects of that and more tonight on what promises to be a lively new edition of Kane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we once again welcome you to the fastest three hours in Hurricane Sports. Again, sponsored tonight by FanDuel.com, Harry's.com, and everybody's favorite, Nuts.com. As always, this is your show, and it'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. We have 100 open phone lines, so there's plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. We're going to continue to use the system as we have all year. You'll be allowed to call in on the phones and listen if you're driving around and you don't have any other way to stream the broadcast. Uh, If you want to be on the show, you hit the number one. That gives us a prompt that you would like to participate. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit some questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. Here's some of what they came up with. Miami of Ohio scored 33 points against Cincinnati. The Canes scored just 23. Why? How did that happen? Did the Hurricanes stink on offense because of recruiting? Evaluation, development, play calling. What was behind that tough offensive night on the road last Thursday? And what will it lead to as the Hurricanes game plan for this week? We'll talk about that on the show tonight. Did the offseason already start? 
or is there still hope for this Hurricane team? I think that question will be answered on Saturday night. Where do Corn Elder and Dion Bush rank in terms of top defensive impact players in the last nine years? I'll answer that one right now. Not very high yet. They've barely done anything. And I'll say this. It's a crime that Dion Bush is a senior this year. He should have been redshirted. He should be a junior. Why in year five are the Canes making the same mistakes and losing to teams like Cincinnati? I'll ask a reverse question. What has changed? What is different? You've seen my formula. Same plus same equals same. I don't see why there would be any reason to believe that the results would be different when the things leading to those results have not really changed. With Standish Dobard largely being ineffective at receiving and blocking, I'm not sure that that's true. You know, he, He's done fine when he's had opportunities. But should a move be made to get David Njoku and Chris Herndon more starting reps? And do the coaches have an interesting term coming up here, hair on the peaches, to actually go through with it. They seem to always go safe rather than aggressive and letting the more talented player grow into the position. I'll say this to that comment. It's my opinion that for this offense to start achieving at a high level, and I do believe it has the capability to do so, that those two guys, Najoku and Herndon, must be more involved. I think both of those kids are difference makers, I think they create matchup problems for linebackers, and I think that the onus is on James Coley to get more creative in his use of those guys and and get them more involved, particularly on third down. Do you see the coaches adjusting to the personnel on offense and running more two tight end sets, maybe and getting more more of Njoku and, and Herndon involved? You would think that that might be a possibility. The receivers have had a hard time separating at times. Why not have them run more crossing patterns like teams run against the Canes all the time? Well, I think they have run crossing patterns at, at times and with effectiveness. I, but I do think that in key situations, they've been having a hard time getting open, and that's contributed to the weakness on third down. Why does Mark D'Onofrio continue his philosophy of rotation when it clearly is not working? It seems like there was an epic fail in recruiting on the O-line in 2014. Why? How is the team's morale? What's going on behind the scenes? Is this another all-for-nothing game against rival Florida State? How many recruits are going to be at the game this week? A lot. Does 20-year-old Brad Kaya look like he has way too much on his plate before each snap to just be able to play football and make plays. Should James Coley go back to being more of an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach during games? I think the answer to that is yes, and I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing a lot more of that on Saturday night. Kai has become robotic. I mean, you watch um, Cincinnati the other night and how that quarterback extended plays with his feet and bought time in the the pocket and, and scrambled a little bit to give his receivers extra time to get open. You don't see Kaya doing that. And I'm a Kaya fan, and I think the kid's great, and he's progressing great. But it's a legit legit question as to 
you know, has he become too robotic there? Because there's so much going on in his mind that he's not instinctively able to play football at this stage of his career. So, yes, I think that's something the coaches must be looking at here uh, in the days leading up to Florida State. Does the fact that he's absolutely no threat to run the ball or gain those extra few seconds uh, on a scramble when the defense is rushing four down guys hinder the offense enough to limit overall production in order to win games against the better teams? I'm not going to say that because I do think, obviously, the pro-style quarterbacks can win. uh, But I do think that they've got to take a look at everything they're doing on offense because that game the other day was just gross underachievement and kind of smacked them in the face that maybe some of the things they're doing aren't working and they've run out of time. So uh, yeah, I do think that you're going to see some changes made this week. How can the fans properly support the team for the remainder of the season and let the decision of not to hire a new head coach play out until after the season is over? Well, the answer to that question is very simple. You just support the team. And, you know, this is not the kid's fault, okay? This is human error by adults over many, many years that is in play here and is why Miami continues to struggle as a football program. Those kids took a leap of faith, and they came to be Miami Hurricanes. And if you're a Hurricane fan – I think you owe it to those kids to support them, and you should continue supporting them and know that if things continue to go poorly and five losses in the last eight games is definitely poorly, that it's kind of obvious that there's going to have to be massive program change at the end of the season. All right, so there's so much to talk about tonight. Um, Let's jump right into it. The number again, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Two zero four eight. Again, hit the number one on your keypad if you'd like to come on the show and speak. Let's begin tonight. Oh, let me make one other request. Please don't 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 call just to say fire Al Golden. I mean, it's pretty obvious that everybody feels that way. And let's not bog the show down by you know with with just sitting here talking about that the coach should be fired. Um, you know, let's talk about what happened in the game. Let's talk about the Florida State game coming up. Let's talk about the big picture of the program, uh, but let's consider it understood that the greater percentage of the fan base believes right now that Al Golden needs to be replaced. All right, let's begin tonight in the 813, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello, Gary. Yes, sir. Yeah, hi. How are you doing? It's Nick. Who's this? Hey, Nick. Nick. Hey, Gary. Yeah, what's up? Hey, Gary, listen, um, I got three things I want to talk about, um, kind of behind-the-scenes type stuff uh, with the administration and whatnot. I took some notes so I can kind of rattle them off pretty quick. Um, just to say one thing about FSU week, um, the last five years have kind of taken this uh, game, this kind of steam out of me. Um, you know, basically, we couldn't beat them last year at home with seven NFL draft picks. I'm not uh, – you know, take, uh, I don't have much belief going in this game up in the Doak. Um, I guess the only belief I have is that maybe Dalvin Cook won't play. Um, but if you remember last year, Dalvin was supposed to be hurt and wasn't going to play either, and then he came in and single-handedly won the game. So I don't really know what else to take from this game coming up. But, um, Gary, the first thing I want to talk about with you is, um, you know, I, get, I, I see on, like, the message boards, and I, I go on quite a few of them, Kane's message boards, and, you know, the overwhelming thing is obviously, like you said, everyone wants Al fired, and that's fine and dandy, and I do too, but, 
you know, a lot of people, um, you know, also want Blake fired. And I'll be honest with you, I think uh, from what Blake has been in control of in the last few years, he's done a good job. I, I You know, he's upgraded the facilities. He's making the indoor practice facility a priority. Um, you know, uh, I don't know what kind of pit, pitcher he played in the upgrading of Sun Life, but, you know, hey, we're getting a totally new stadium done next year basically and i think uh what he's controlled he's done a good job for now i don't know about you gary but i truly believe from what i've heard and what i've read that last year uh blake kind of saw enough as well and you know he was ready to make a move but you know donna being outgoing um put the veto on that because she didn't want to fire another coach on the way out and whatever that being what it said my question for you is this gary um, this year, with a new president who's deferred, said said he would defer power to Blake, does Blake now have the um, handcuffs taken off to run the athletic department like a true athletic director should? And if he deems a change is necessary, does he now finally have the power to make that change, Gary? He has the power to go to President Frank and say, I think we need to make a change. And I think at that point, the president would defer to Blake. I mean, there's no reason for him to overrule as athletic director. He just got here. Uh, he doesn't have an opinion one way or the other, more than likely. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I think this is Blake's show. And uh, I don't think it was his show last year. I can't really comment on what he would have done or would not have done ha- had it been his show. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's clearly his show this year. And I think when he goes to the, if, if he does go to the president and the trustees, and tell them that he thinks he needs to change the football coach, I think he'll receive their cooperation. Now, you know, are they going to let him go out and hire the coach by himself? Uh, I would find that kind of hard to believe since he's never done it before. Uh, I do think that there will be a committee that will include some trustees that will be involved in that process with him. I would encourage them, if it does get to that, that they move quickly and not – turn it into a long, drawn-out process, because if they're not putting their short list together, uh, if they don't have their short list together, if it comes to that by by the end of November, then they're not doing their job. But, you know, that that's those are issues, I guess, for down the road. But, you know, if this season goes south and doesn't uh, turn in a positive direction, and I think everyone will know in the next three weeks uh, which direction it's most likely to be going, um, then I do think that that's what will happen. And and I think he'll he'll have the say and have the support. Okay. All right. Thank you, Gary. And then uh, go to my second point. Um, Gary, the the overwhelming thing, you know, with playing, I mean, I played football. I even played a little college football, D2, but nonetheless still played. Um, Accountability is everything, not just in football, in life, in business and everything. If you're not held accountable to certain standards, people naturally will just kind of do enough to get by unless someone's there holding you accountable to what you expect. Um, when we were brought into the ACC, uh, Gary, um, the ACC truly believed they were getting uh, the Miami Hurricanes of 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. Now, at that point, Gary, if you remember, the ACC had been a one-horse team for over 15 years because Clemson had been mired in mediocrity since the late 80s. Okay, so the ACC was Florida State and no one else, and they only brought Miami in because they figured they could finally have that two-team league to help, you know, bolster their football program. And in turn, I believe the administration has uh, been short-sighted, greedy, and should be ashamed of themselves how they have neglected this football program. They have And with that be 
They haven't uh-huh. neglected the program. I mean, the, the, this program is healthier right now, and this is why if this job comes open, you're going to see a yeah. line at the at the door that's going to be unprecedented, unprecedented in the history of the program. And I mean, the facilities are better. Oh no, Gary, uh, just let me hold off here. I, I, yeah, no, Gary, I agree. This salaries is the, are better. Our, I mean, the, the, yeah, the infrastructure everything of this is better. Program, it's better than it's ever been. Oh no, I agree with that, Gary. Because Players let's be honest, I think that it's the I think it's the most attractive job since Dennis was hired because everything's been upgraded. Um, we got a new stadium. We got a hundred million dollars from Adidas. But my my question was going in a different way, Gary. Maybe I, I worded it wrong. Okay, um, the ACC thought they were getting a world beater, and it feels like <clears throat> Miami has just been having their hand out to the ACC and the ACC's. Uh, lunch money uh, every year. Is there, I mean, I know the ACC, Gary, cannot be happy with the performance of Miami over the last 10 years. I know John Swarford cannot be happy. Anyone in the ACC calling Miami, calling the admin saying, listen, guys, listen, the handout is not for you guys to do anything. We expect you to produce. Or maybe the handout gets taken away a la Temple in the Big East. Years no, back, do you get any feel for that, Gary? No, that 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 couldn't be further from the truth. And uh, l- let me give you a perfect example. Who, who did ABC choose to put on TV at eight o'clock on Saturday night? Their prime spot, Miami. Well, you know, yeah. Miami has a Miami but our has ratings a have always been Mi- good. Gary. Miami, don't forget the fact that Miami won the ACC in basketball a couple of years ago, and has certainly done its part in building a respectable basketball program. Will probably be one of, the, if they do their job this year, should be one of the top four teams in the conference this year. And so Miami's become extremely competitive in basketball. They've done their job there. Uh, football-wise, they're struggling, but the brand. And it's amazing that this is the case. I mean, the brand is still very strong. You know, Adidas decided to make Miami their their number one school. ABC is still choosing Miami, like I said, for their prime spot on Saturday night. And if the Hurricanes, you know, happen to upset Florida State and win this game, they'll probably do the same in a couple weeks when Clemson comes to South Florida. Uh, You know, they put them on ESPN on Thursday night last week. Miami, almost every Miami game is on ESPN and national television. So Miami is still doing its part as it relates to being a member of of the ACC. Now, is there a surprise that Miami hasn't won the conference yet? Of course. But the conference doesn't really care whether Florida State's winning it or Georgia Tech's winning it or Miami's winning it or Clemson's winning it. Uh, The conference is, is of all the different schools. So John Swafford doesn't care who's holding the trophy in December. You know, so um, the answer to your, your question, I think, is no. I think there's probably surprise that Miami football is taking as long as it is to get back on top. Uh, but make yeah. no mistake about it. This is human error, and this is something that can change very, very quickly. And if you, if you don't believe me, and I'm not saying you do or don't, all you got to do is look at what's going on in Gainesville right now. Their, their roster is worse than Miami's. Uh, but they got a coaching staff in there that's doing a very good job this year, and you see the, the results. And they might lose their next three games. I mean, they've got they've got a tough road here coming up. But the point is, those guys, and and he he hired some veteran. He brought in a, a good head coach with an offensive mind, and he surrounded him with a really good young up and coming defensive coordinator in Jeff Collins. And then he got a veteran in Randy Shannon, who's been a head coach 
to come in and be linebackers coach and assistant head coach and and work hand in hand with Collins and and I don't know if mentor him is the right word but be a support for him and and help him. That's that's all that's been needed here at Miami in my opinion. I've been screaming and yelling for the last 4 years about this. You know, you get you take Miami, Florida State and Florida and you put a quality group of coaches together who have the pedigree, who can recruit and and manage the day-to-day functions of the program in an adequate fashion. And these three schools are going to be top 10 schools. And uh, so, you know, I don't think the ACC, to put a, a final stamp on your question, uh, other than maybe being surprised that Miami hasn't done it, has any concerns about the fact that it's never going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, it's just, you know, they got to erase this human error from the program. Okay. Um, and then, Gary, go to my last point. The third thing I want to ask is uh, this, Gary. Um, kind of still holding with that, you know, holding people accountable. Um, like you said, you just finished talking about, um, you know, Adidas is making us our, our their flagship, uh, similar to Nike in Oregon and, uh, I don't know, maybe Maryland in Under Armour. Um, they gave, you know, they invested $100 million in our brand and mainly – our football program, because let's be honest, I know they're outfitting everything, but the moneymakers football, football's king, especially in South Florida and all over America. They invested $100 million. Now, in business, you invest money and you expect something in return. Now, I know Adidas expects us to get this ship right and to get it sh- the, the ship right ASAP, Gary, and to start competing for the playoff and championships again. Is there any pressure from Adidas to say, okay, Let's get this right. We let's get the right coach in place. Let's pay the right assistants. Let's get this. Let's get everything from top to bottom in this athletic department back to championships. All Alabama, Ohio State, USC, other schools that their athletic director department is there to win championships. Do you think that there's anything coming from Adidas saying, "Hey, listen, we want a winner. We want a winner." Well, of course they want a winner, but make no mistake about it. Adidas gets its money's worth at 8 o'clock on Saturday night when for three and a half, four hours, their uniforms and their logos are on national TV. And that's what those deals are based on. They got three hours of you know, three and a half hours of national TV exposure on Thursday night when the Canes were on national TV against Cincinnati. So um, that that's where the value in that deal is primarily. And uh, of mm-hmm. course they want to see the team win, but these – equipment companies do deals with you know 20 30 programs at a time they're not all going to be in the top 10 so you know their value is in the logo exposure on tv uh the branding and that sort of thing and i think adidas is certainly getting their money's worth here um with with miami right now so you would say gary that with you know since i mean going back for forever and even though we've kind of been mediocre for the last 10 years i've always said this national TV loves Miami. I don't know if it's because people tune in because they hate us and they want to root against us or, you know, I mean, let's be honest. We, we don't have the biggest fan base in the nation, but our TV ratings, it always seems like we win the ratings for. So when Adidas goes into a contract like that, whether Miami wins or loses, since American TV loves Miami, as far as watching the game, that's why they're making us their flagship because they know we're, going to get more views than any other team they they have under contract. Correct. That's where the value is. All right. Okay, hey, um, so thank, thank you so much for being part of the show. Okay. Thanks, thank Gary. Next, 
next week. All right, bye. All right, let's go out now to the 404, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Jerry, how you doing, man? It's Roland from New Orleans. What's up, Roland? How you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm not going to rant too much. but uh, So I thought it was, this was interesting. I guess they say 1947 was the last time Cincinnati beat Miami. And that was pretty, I think that resonated significantly. Um, bad loss. You look at it. I'm sorry. I said it was bad loss. Yeah, it was definitely a bad loss, man. Um, There's just a lot of uh, lack of communication, uh, uh, misuse of timeouts, um, decisions. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I, I support the players 100%. I don't blame the players. But, um, I look at it from a coaching perspective. Um, you look at, I hate to do this, bring up the University of Florida. And I know it's just four or five games in, but uh, looking at yeah, a first year coach. they lose two or three here <laughs> coming up real soon. No, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I know and I believe that. I definitely believe that. I see that. But 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 just the intent, just just the intensity from their defense alone. Um, those kids. And even when they played Ole Miss, the, the energy and the passion that they exuded was was was, was, was through the roof, and um, I just don't quite see that. And I well, these kids are so well, busy but... being shuttled in and out of the game. I just don't. I just don't feel like they get any like anything going. You know, it's it's like you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. It, it, it's a damn Chinese fire drill all the time. And I think it's my personal opinion. It's very flawed. It hasn't been working. You don't see guys emerging, and even the guys that do emerge or half the time aren't on the field. I mean, Deion Bush sat out the entire first half the other night. I think everybody would agree that he's a guy that's kind of like emerged this season as as close to an impact player as this team has. And he played the first series, and in the second series, he's already being substituted out. Substituted out, you know. And I just I can't understand, you know, some of that stuff. And I do think it contributes to the performances. And you know, you can't get into any rhythm. You can't you build on anything you're doing mm-hmm. out there. Uh, you're in, you're out. You're in, you're out. You're in. You know, it, it, I don't know. And another thing, I didn't quite understand. I know you want to get Wong some touches, but. I never understand why they never run out of eye formation. Because uh when 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 Yerby's in, he's picking up five, six, seven yards a pop. I just well, he's doing fine he too got. when he has somebody blocking for him. I I I think I know I don't think I know that a lack of commitment to the running game greatly contributed mm-hmm. to what happened the other night at Cincinnati. And uh all the adjustments that Cincinnati made as the game went on were predicated with the understanding or the belief that Miami would, would would not commit to the running game. And they became determined once they got hit for a few deep plays early. Um, after the one to Njoku, uh, they made a decision, you know, this isn't happening anymore. And they started playing more zone coverages and, and keeping safeties back and things like that. And they took the attitude of that if they can – you know, keep completing passes and go all the way down the field and convert and do things that they haven't been able to do, which is convert on third down and convert in the red zone, all the power to them, but we're not giving up big plays. And uh, once that happened, the offense came to a halt. I mean, they, they, they could do very little for the remainder of the game. And uh, so they really got to take, and I know they are, they're, they're, they're taking a hard look here since Friday on all these things. And Coach Golden hinted at some changes today. Uh, in his press conference, and 
Uh, I'm anxious to see if they really do come out with some different things on on Saturday night because I think they need to. I think they need to commit to the running game more. And like I said earlier, I think Chris Herndon and David Njoku are yeah, two unique. They're two very unique athletes, yeah. and, and yeah. you know they they need to go to two tight end formations more. They need to put those guys yeah. in the in the slot mm-hmm. more and get them more involved mm-hmm. in this offense. And if it, if it means uh, uh, you know Braxton Berrios plays a little less, or Malcolm Lewis doesn't get on the field or as much, or or, or those kind of things, you know, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know for this offense with the, with the offensive line being where it is to be able to achieve at a high level. I just think they need to make some of those adjustments and exploit some of the athletic mismatches that they can create with those bigger-bodied kids in the middle of the field. That's true. And then uh, one one last thing. Um, you know, you mentioned early, even before the season started, you said you, you went to a number of practices. You got the chance to look at the defense. I mean, I can't, I can't um, pat you on the back enough about what you said about the defensive line. Because um, you, let me tell you, Gary, um, there's no man, there's no pressure. There's I, no, I didn't like. Uh, I watched those guys. I didn't like the way I was. I didn't like the way they practiced. I didn't like the, what I was seeing. I didn't see any eye of the tiger. I didn't see any intensity. I didn't see any great desire to be great. I saw a hmm. bunch of guys going through the motions. Is what I saw. You know, and, you know, and it's carried over into the season. There's, there's nobody up there doing it, hardly anything. You know, it's so interesting when you when you go back when you look at this Miami team and you look at um past Miami teams, I'm going back to even the nineties. When you look at a kid like I give you an example, he made a prime example, Nico Morley at Tulane, you know, uh Rohan's son. Mm-hmm. He's play, he's playing linebacker at Tulane. And when I say playing just like his dad, man averaging eight, nine, ten tackles. But my question is, with this coaching staff, they can't quite find those diamonds in the rough, or is it is it that they're not developing these kids to 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 the level of? I mean, when, when Rohan was at at Miami, he was a small guy, but he was still a playmaker. And you look at his son at Tulane, playmaker man. Even though I mean, I mean, it's not it's not that I mean, they're not winning. Like, for, I mean, you know, I understand anything, but the kid is, is a playmaker. I just can't quite understand the, the the rhyme or reason of you know from a from a development standpoint or from. I I think um, it's it's, an in, it's individual situations, you know, and and every kid's different. Uh, you know, you, you take a kid like Nick Linder, he's developing. Well, you want to know why he's developing? He doesn't come off the field. He's out there. Yeah. He, he plays. He plays every game. So yeah. he's developed. He's a perfect example. He's a kid that wasn't like a top recruit coming out of high school, but he's doing a pretty decent job. And he, you could see yeah. that he's develop, he's developing, and he's getting better. Uh, I could say the same about, say, Trevor Darling. I think he's developing. He, you know, he, he had a few boneheaded penalties the other night, but he's doing okay. You know, for a second year player, he doesn't come off the field. He's out there. You, you can't develop sitting on the bench, okay? And, um, you know, I'll give you another example on the other flip side, and that's Casey McDermott. I mean, Casey McDermott Mm -hmm. is probably the highest-rated offensive line recruit that they've had the last four years. He didn't play one down, not one down in the Cincinnati. 
did not no, touch the field. Not, um, now man. I'm sure that was a mis- I'm sure that was a mistake, and I'm sure that that was Coach Kehoe getting caught up in the heat of the battle and just not thinking of making those subs. But that to me is just inexcusable. Uh, you know, it, it's like that's a kid that needs if, – if he's not one of your best five now, which I find hard to believe on face value, but if, if he's not, you need him to be. And and Casey McDermott needs to get to the point where he can be in the starting lineup, and it's not going to happen with him on the sidelines. So the point I'm making is there's no consistency. Everybody's an individual case, um, and right. you, you would have to evaluate right. it player, player by player, I think. Man, I mean, how we've been talking, we, we, we've been talking about this for what four or five years. Evaluate player, player by player, man. It's just yep. got to be player by I player. All, there's no, there, there's no well, consistency. There's no standard. Yeah, yeah. There's no consistency. None whatsoever. I, I watched so. Trent Harris, okay, and and you know I I've been of you, you know, if you've listened to me and read what I post and write and whatever, yeah. I've been of mm-hmm. the opinion that Trent Harris is an average defensive end, which I believe he is. However, the other mm-hmm. night he made the he best made play of his. He, he bull did. rushed the guy. He almost knocked he him over, and he sacked the quarterback. Yeah. You know what happened after they that? Pulled, they pulled him out. They pulled him he out. He was on the sideline the very next play. <laughs> it was second and long. <laughs> they had rushed the passer. <laughs> he was on the sideline. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, I, uh... I mean, come on. You seem to have a problem. I mean, you know, come on. He was. I know. I know. You know I that to me is that self-destruction, that self-inflicted failure. <laughs> I mean, you know, at least let the kid go another. I mean, the kid just made the best play of his life. At least let yeah, him go one more. Least. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, Muhammad and Chad Thomas, who are your third down pass rushers coming in, aren't making those plays. So, you know, yeah. it's painful for me because I, I like all these guys. And, and yeah. you know, I, I just think they're self-destructing. Uh, it's self-destructing. Gary, I'm gonna just say this. I, it's un, I mean, I'm I'm not in the, in the locker room, but I, from, from you can look at you can look at it from the outside looking in. It's a hundred percent coaching, man. It's a hundred percent coaching, and it's no, it's really no. No, it's right not a hundred percent coaching because there's a lot oh, well, of recruiting. Have, well, yeah, it is if you want to add recruiting to the equation. Because there's recruiting I know, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that, there was not yeah. a big athletic difference between Miami and Cincinnati the other night. What, and so what does that it tell you? And, and, and the athletic difference that there was in spots wasn't exploited the way it needed to be. It wasn't. All right? It wasn't. All right, Gary, just keep me on hold, man. And, uh, you got it, man. Thanks for thanks. being part of the show. Thanks, man. Yep. All right, let's go out now to the 757. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? Kane, Kane, one baby. How you doing? How you doing this week? Man, I kill that. You know, there ain't no need to get mad, like I said before. Let's just play the FSU game and see where it goes from there. Because like you said, all that other talk, everybody already knows. But let me ask you a couple things, Gary. And this ain't got nothing to do with you. And you can come down on your on me if you want to. I don't care. Because, you know, I'm always talking. People say, Kim, what you thinking? Why are you always talking about great, great, great? Whatever. Let me start with this. Why does Corn Eldon got to do kick return, punt return, and he got burned so bad on that game-winning drive almost for Cincinnati? He was well, two yards in front of the man. Man, blew him he's off the best the line. on the team. He's the best on the team at it by far. I mean, you see, what's he no, – no, no. uh, 
Well, he's earned, what, three or four? I think four now. I, mean, I think three of them have been called back by penalties. But, I mean, he's returned several kicks back for touchdowns, so he's by far the best kick returner on the team. Um, but then, and, well, how do we know that? He's the only one that did it. He did that oh, against the, the no, I can tell you he's the best. Hold on, he didn't do it against Nebraska. Did he do it against Nebraska? See, this is what I'm talking about. You're not as bad as the coaches, bro. If you got athletes, play them. Y'all keep talking about this, that, and the third. The athletes keep doing too much. He got Cornell that line. Cornell is one of the best players on this team. Okay, it, one he, of he the best Mr. players, but you got he was Mr. Jones. Tennessee football, Kane Kane. Mr. Tennessee football as an offensive player. That's fine. He's Mr. Tennessee football, but he did so much when we really needed him. He got burnt, and he was he right there he didn't in get front of the guy. He was tired. He, 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 the guy, he that receiver, let me tell you something, give that receiver credit, okay? He ran a great route. He, he, oh, he, he, got, he, got he ran a straight. He ran a straight. He, 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 he got ran a straight route. Release. Yep. Corn, corn got caught a little flat footed. The kid got a great inside release and ran by him. And uh, he it's, it's, it's going to happen sometimes. But that kid's, King King, that kid's been playing great football. And he didn't get beaten. I ain't knocking what he's doing. I yeah, just he, said he's he doing too much. He was tired. He didn't get beaten because he was tired. He just got beaten. Okay, he didn't get beat because he was tired. Well, usually in football or basketball, when somebody gets beat, it's because they're tired or mishap. But I think he was tired. That's just oh. my opinion. I think he was tired. No, but, you I know, you, I, y'all, y'all going to say what y'all going to say. I mean, you opinion, got I... it. Yeah, everybody got a pink. Everybody got a pink. You're right. Now, um, yep. what's up with Tucker? And your boy, great. Uh, he said they're close. What kind of coach say they're close? Close to what? What that mean? I don't know. Tucker, you know, Tucker they the... didn't pull back at all. Tucker got himself in a little bit of a, of trouble this summer and probably has been a little bit in the doghouse going into fall camp. And, you know, that combined with not using the fullback, I think, is, is why you're not seeing very much of him on offense. I will well, say this, though. What? I would be surprised if one of the adjustments you see made is more fullback and 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 you know more running. Well, well, they they need to do more running. That's for sure. And we know, like I said, uh, Yearbish, he can, you know, he breaks tackles. I mean, not saying Walton Walton's gonna be good. I've I seen him down here when he plays. He's good. You give him a creep, a creep, he gone. But when he get hit, he don't go too far. That's one thing he don't do. He well, don't he, have that size yet. But he'll get it. You know, he's a freshman, you know, a good year. Yeah, Yearby didn't have the size he has now last year either. Yearby is a whole different has a whole different body this year. So Walton will he'll true. get bulked up. He'll be different next year. Well, yeah. Like I said, man, it's a lot of funny stuff. Politics plays a role in a lot of stuff in these colleges and pros and all this stuff because he's supposed to be a seat in high school. So I knew when they said he was going to pop up, I'm pretty sure this boy won't go sit. Why would you sit this boy, young man, rather, not a boy, young man, and you know he's going to go ahead and reclassify? But, hey, life's a you-know-what and then you die. That's all I can say. So the next two men in line, don't nobody want nobody to get hurt. This is football. But as old Kings did, you just got to wait your turn. So Tucker, Greg, guess y'all be waiting. Don't know if you got all that time to wait. Hopefully they stay. And um, I think they will. Because injuries come down with that, just like Cook. Nobody thought Cook was going to pull a hamstring. But I want him to play because I want us to beat him with him. I don't want to yeah. beat them. That, that, that's not, that won't be satisfactory to me. My guess Maybe is you'll see him out there, but, but don't sleep on those other running backs they have because they're darn good. Well, yeah, they're they going to probably use a three-headed monster. <laughs> probably, yeah. or a two-headed monster now since they're down. But uh, other than that, uh, hopefully, the Kings Nation, we know they're all upset. You upset the whole world. Hey, but. 
Miami did do something good. They got rid of Fielding. Thank God for that. <laughs> so until next time, hopefully it'll be greater than you next Tuesday. Enjoy, Gary. And have fun you got out it, there man. at FSU. Later. Thanks for me on hold. You got it, man. Thanks for calling in. All right, let's go out to – always love Kane Kane's calls. Let's go out to the 949. You're now live. Gary, this is you, Miami alum. You ready for this, man? Ready. I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. All right? So got a couple notes for you here, man. I see everybody saying, oh, we got a chance against FSU. Everett Golson looks terrible. Who was Notre Dame's quarterback when they blew our doors off in 2012? I don't think he played the whole game. I think he played part of the game. But, yeah, but, but no, he, your, he, your, he played, your he played about well 85% take. of it. I looked at the yeah, I, I like it. I think about 85%. Okay. So, um, as you well know, there's a minority of people out there that do not want Miami to win games right now. Um, I'm one of them. I'm sure that's not a surprise to anybody. And I want to speak for this group of people who feel this way and why we feel this way and why we continue to fly these banners. It's because what good does it do this university to win games right now? You got Blake James who's pissing his pants hoping he doesn't have to fire somebody because he's a damn pansy. He's scared to death he's going to have to fire Golden. How do you know? So he's content how do you, with hey, eight out. i got to stop you for a minute. I'll let you continue. How do you know he's a pansy, and how do you know he's crapping his pants over the idea of firing a coach? What did he do last year? He didn't have a choice last year. His boss said no. I don't believe that. Well, you can believe it. The, the boss said we're not replacing the coach. All right, continue. Go ahead. Okay. Did I hear you right to say he's never had to search for a head football coach before? No, he's no, you, he, no. My God, how did we get here, man? Why is he qualified for this job? He, he came back as an assistant, and the athletic directors in front of him left, and uh, Donna Shalala gave him a shot. Jesus Christ Almighty, man. Okay, so we want Miami to lose games right now because if we don't ha- totally you-know-what-the-bed, there's a chance this guy may come back next year. And what if he's successful? Let's say he gets his act together and he's successful. Okay. What if All they? The I mean, I understand that <laughs> it doesn't look good, but what if they do win on Saturday night? And then what if they come back and beat Virginia Tech? And now, you know, they're they're right there allow, in, 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 in the mix. I mean, you, how man. do you not cheer for your team? Allow me to tell you, man. Al Golden, let's say we win the Coastal this year. You know why? Florida State's got their worst team in God knows how long. Virginia Tech quarterback, their best defensive players hurt. Pittsburgh, James Conner, the guy who tore us up last year, hurt. Everybody's down in the Coastal. So if he doesn't win it this year, then I thought, this is the worst the Coastal has been in so long, I don't even remember. Not everybody's going to get hurt every year, Gary. So if he does if he does win the coastal this year or he has some moderate success, let's say we go eight and four, we're stuck with this guy again next year. Right. Probably let, so. hey, hey, let's do this. Okay, let let's table this right now. I mean this is a this is a waste of our show time talking about this subject. 
see what happens in the game this week. And if you want to continue this subject next Tuesday, call back. I mean, it, it's pointless for us to sit here and talk about wanting the you know somebody some people want wanting the team to lose the week they're going to play their top rival at Florida State. I mean, that's pointless. Yeah, because it's better long term for the program. All right, and but I got one more other thing. How about, more if, other how about if you revisit that in the future? Okay. How about that? That's right. that's fine. Hopefully, hopefully Chris Herndon's dad will call call back in this week and call me an inebriated wannabe again. What happened to that unity he was talking about? I know what I'm talking about, Gary. I'll hang up and listen. Keep me on hold, man. All right, man. Hey, thanks for calling in. <laughs> All right, let's go out to the seven five four. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. What's happening, Gary? How you feeling? Doing good. Who's this? It's Jerome, man. I've been calling you the last uh, few weeks. Uh, Gary, the beginning of the season against um, Bethune-Cookman, you know, we, you and I, we talked about that crucial stat on uh, the offensive side of the ball, the 3 out of 11 on third down. And now we're moving up to game five. And, Gary, don't get me wrong, I love the kid, but I just, I, I, he just can't seem to get it together in the red zone. I mean, we're in the red zone quite a bit against Nebraska. We're in the red zone quite a bit, but he couldn't make seem like he just can't seem to make that pass uh, uh, or that connection. And I know the wide receivers are struggling. Uh, yeah, well, I think it's so a combination of a lot of things. I think the offensive line is screwing up in the red zone. I think the receivers are struggling to get open when the field is squeezed. Um, I think that he's become very robotic and has lost that improvisational mindset that, you know, maybe if a play doesn't work perfectly, uh, you know, he he needs to buy those extra couple seconds and let his receivers uh, freelance and maybe get open and and get some broken plays at at times. So I think it's a combination of everything that's contributing to the problems. Yeah, and uh, also, Gary, it just just makes you, as a a fan, when you see a big play, uh, I think it was Nujoku, uh, you want to see him like somehow make that catch and stumble into the end zone instead of seeing us having to get up there to the line of, you know, inside the the red zone and uh, uh, struggle the way we have, man. It just we 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 got to come, find a way to get this thing done. Particularly FSU, much better defense. We're gonna see a lot of blitzing. We're gonna see some, you know, heavier pass rushing. And, you know, I, I'm. I'm wondering if we're going to throw some screens. I wonder if we're going to do something to slow down to, uh, some of this uh, defensive pressure. They got a good secondary, you know, and if we're struggling to get uh, open against uh, uh, Cincinnati defensive backs, we're really going to struggle to get a, get open against uh, FSU. FSU got another level of defensive backs. I think you're going to see some changes this week that that I hope are noticeable. I, I think it's mm-hmm. clear they have to make some adjustments. But you know again, this, this, uh, in spite of all of the, you know, the first loss of the season, losing to Cincinnati, who we lost to, I, I still believe we're going to beat FSU. I just they look, they just haven't impressed me enough, though. I, I think they, they have a chance you know, to. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they have a chance to, but it's going to take a much better effort than what they've put out there uh, going back definitely. to to the FSU game last year. Uh, they're going to have to do what they did in the first quarter, uh, quarter and a half last year for the entire game this time. Uh, it's going to take a yeoman effort on the road, uh, but is it possible? Yeah, I think it's possible. Yeah, I think I think so too. And Gary, let me ask you about, we 
Well, it's tough to talk about recruiting when it's so much of this up in the air about whether Golden going to be our coach or what, because that's going to uh, you're going to have some kids to just jump on board and jump. I mean, jump off the the wagon and and uh, uh, whoever we hire to come in, you know, they're going to have to be facing the tough task of trying to get these kids to get back in the fold and so forth and so on. And and you know, Gay, I just. To me, I I just don't like to go through all of that again. I just I want to see us be successful, but evidently the coaches they're struggling. They are struggling. The team is struggling. Everybody's struggling. But I always believe struggle uh, makes you stronger. I'm just waiting for a point for us to step up and and walk in the strength that we should have after we've struggled so much. Well, it, it needs I'm to really, be. It needs to be these next few weeks, you know, these next four yeah. games. It better start happening or else, you know, obviously uh, it's not going to look real good. So we'll see. Yeah. And, and, we'll see We'll see if they can yeah. do it. I, I agree with you. I think they have a chance, but it's going to take an effort that, quite honestly, uh, has never happened in Al Golden's entire coaching career. And a lot of people yeah. will say if it hasn't happened by now, year 10, why, why would it ever happen? And and. You know, you would be have a hard time arguing that, um, but every week's a new opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Gary, you said something very interesting. You know, I I'm also a season ticket holder of the basketball team, or you know, Larry Nagar. I think I think we I think uh, we we're going to be very proud of what he put on the court this year, and uh, yes, you I know, agree. I'm looking forward to that as well. You know, so uh, hopefully, Gary, I'll see you at some of these upcoming games. Uh, whether it be football or basketball, I make sure to just stop and shake your hand and let you know who I am and so forth and so on. And and uh, like I say, I, Gary, we wait so long for the season to come. I just can't get caught up in all of this banners and wanting us to lose and all of that. We just this you know football season take a while to get here, man. And it and it it's right. to be enjoyed. It, it's to be enjoyed, and you got to expect they're going to be ups and downs. And right now. We're going through a, a, a quagmire right now, but after a while, the sun will be out again, Gary. Hopefully. All right, hey, thank you it for will. being part of the show. You got it. Take care, Gary. You got it. All right, uh, guys, I, I found this incredible website that I have to tell you about. Um, once I tell you the name, it's one that you're never going to forget. Nuts.com. They have, in my opinion, the best tasting nuts and snack food on the planet. Nuts.com is the simple and convenient way to have nutritious, delicious, healthy nuts and so many other tasty treats from around the world delivered straight to your door. They sent me a package a couple weeks ago. My whole family has been snacking like crazy ever since with nuts and fruits and all different types of different things. I think we even ordered some pancake mix from Nuts.com. Right now, new customers can get four free samples from over 50 options, a $15 value for free when you go to nuts.com and you enter our code CANE, C-A-N-E. Four free samples if you go right now to nuts.com and enter CANE. Since 1929, this family-owned business has prided itself on delivering the best in nuts and dried fruit you'll find anywhere. They have only the freshest products from the best suppliers in the world. Easy-to-use site lets you search for exactly what you're looking for whenever you want. You can buy things by the case. You can buy them by the pound. They have certified organic, gluten-free, with or without salt, raw, sugar-free, 
Anything you want, they have, and it's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Nuts.com is more than just nuts. They have more than 3,000 healthy snacks, including dried fruit, apricots, figs, dates, strawberries, raspberries, sweet treats like chocolate-covered nuts, every flavor of gummy bear, monkey munch. They have cooking and baking goods, all different types of flour, almond flour, chia seeds, spices, grains. They have sugar and gluten-free items, the best selection, tons to choose from. They have coffees and teas, 39 different types of coffee, over 170 flavors. You need to buy somebody a present, they have gift baskets, tins, buckets of nuts. Nutsnutsnuts.com. Big, salty, sweet, whatever kind you like to munch on. Let them take care of you and your taste buds. So right now, new customers get four free samples. Any Canes fan that wants to try them out can choose from over 50 options. Get a $15 value for free by going to nuts.com, entering the code name Kane, C-A-N-E. That's nuts.com and the code name Kane for four free samples with your order. All right, let's get back now to the show. And we go out to the 256, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. So what's the deal, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? <clears throat> this is Juan from Alabama again, man. How you hey, what's up, Juan? Hey, what's up, Juan? Doing good, doing good. How are things in Alabama? Uh, Well, I mean, I always talk a lot of trash every year, Gary, and uh, hope Alabama loses every game, but... You know, they got a heck of a coach over there, and, you know, we're kind of in a slump right now because of our coaching staff. But Well, you saw you know, last week, I mean, not to, not to draw a parallel, but, I mean, you saw last week what a quality coaching staff with a quality head coach can do when they get in their bunker and they focus and they work hard. That team came out, and Georgia didn't have a chance in that game the other day. And it's all Nick Saban. Uh, that staff and and how they were able to rally those kids and uh, you got to give them a lot of credit. Yeah, and I mean, and uh, you know, I, I do give them a lot of credit, but you know, like I said, man, every year I go through this this thing with my brother. You know, he's a big Alabama fan, and you know, they, every every year they're like, man, you may as well become an Alabama fan. I'm like, no, nah, man, because to me, Gary, loyalty is everything, and I love my Canes, man. And it, it just sucks to see us where we are right now, but you know, hopefully we'll get this, you know, get everything put in place. But I got a couple of questions for you tonight, man. Uh, so first off, I'm gonna start out with the tight end position. Now on that one play, uh, I believe it was like third and three. Uh, I don't know if you can remember or not, but uh, I think we had four split out, and we had Yearby in, uh, in shotgun with Kaya. And they ran like an option route with Dobar, and he kind of ran down the seam, you know, towards the play. middle of the field. Yes. Yeah, I now, do remember I mean, that. Now, now, if you had Najoku or Herndon in right there, they're gonna give that that linebacker or safety a better fake right Correct. there. Either one of those you know, two guys, I had no problem with the play call. They you know they isolated the tight end on that route. There was, I had no problem with the play call. But I did think in that case that the coaches should have been more on top of personnel and that they should have had Herndon or Nujoku run that route. For sure. Now, uh, secondly, Treyon Gray. This guy needs to get some PT, Gary. He's got to get some PT. 
Look, you know, people have got to be running back. He, he is. You can't always play three running backs. I mean, yeah, I understand you know, that, Gary. But if he's six two, what, two twenty? I mean, he's 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 a he's our power back right now. I mean, since uh, Gus is down, and now if you're gonna line up on and shotgun on third and three, why not put the bigger back in there? Because he's the number three running back, and the other two guys are playing great football. <laughs> and and the right, running yeah. back tandem, those two are doing great. I mean, you know. Yeah, no, no, hold on now. I'm, I'm not knocking or, or taking anything I'm, away from Yearby or, or Walton. They, they, they good backs. I'm they're just playing saying. great. I mean, come on. But, all right, my third question. Uh, have you heard anything else about Marcus Gayot? No, no updates, but I wouldn't expect to see him again this year. Okay. Uh, how come Berrios, now they said he was ready, he said he was ready in the in the post-practice interview. How come you didn't see him until so late in the game? Because he's really not ready. I mean, you know, he, he's really not 100%. And he's still working himself back, and, and they, had, they had other guys that they can, you know, they got plenty of receivers. Okay. All right, Tracy All right. Howard. Do you? Yes, do you? I don't know. I'm still going. Now, Tracy Howard. Do you feel like everybody's starting to to go after him? I mean, a, a lot now. It seems like he's. I know yeah, a, a lot of other people have got burned, but it just seems like. I mean, no, of course they're going know, after. Man. Teams watch film. They game plan. If you look at the Miami's cornerbacks, Artie Burns, the best. Corn Elder is right there with them. And the third one would be Tracy Howard. So if you're going to pick one of the three to go after, when you see number three in the game, that's where you're going. So you so you would agree with me that we definitely missing Antonio Crawford right now? Oh, there's no doubt about it. Antonio Crawford was, was one of the best cornerbacks on the team last year, did a great job in the slot, and absolutely they're missing him. He's up at West Virginia doing his thing. Okay, Gary. Uh, now a lot of now I feel like we can beat FSU, but you know, I mean, it's a it's a lot of other people. Like I know everybody's talking about Golson. You know, he his I mean he he throws a lot of suspect passes, but he can run the ball very well. Now, if you if they out there running read option on us, I mean, under Al Golden read option, in my opinion, I mean that's just that's a key play that. He's proven that he can't stop. And you get Pender and uh, I, I forgot that other running back's name. You get those guys out there. Well, and Pender's hurt, but to they've bite, got bite on the fake. They've got plenty of running backs. And, and you're right. No, I said Pender's hurt, they, but they have plenty of running backs. And you're absolutely right. They've struggled with that offense in the past. Okay. Uh, let's see. D-line. Oh, man. If, if we could just get a, a push-up field, I mean, instead of sitting right there at the line of scrimmage, pretty much just titty-bumping the whole night. That's, That's all, all they're doing. doing. I know. I agree. That's all they're doing. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, same plus I got same. One other thing. same. I got one other thing to say, and then uh, or one, one more question, and then I got one other thing after that. Okay. Can we? I mean, uh, we got a there's a there's a top cornerback down in South Florida, 
you know, he's he's get he's coming up on the on the uh, recruiting charts, and I don't even think Miami's even looking his way. And uh, Dante Williams, don't believe they are at this point. Why, Gary? Don't know. I don't make those decisions. I haven't even. I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched this tape or anything. I, I couldn't give you an opinion there. All right. Lastly, I hope we beat Florida State. Uh, of course, I'm I'm never going to go against my team, no matter what. Um, if I had to give a prediction, a very low scoring game. Uh, Miami wins 27-24. You have a good night, Gary. Keep me on hold. Sounds good. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. If you want to be on the show, hit the number one on your keypad. Let's go to the 850, which is Tallahassee. You are now live on Game Live. Gary, what's up? Doing good. Who's this? Man, it's you 850. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Hey, listen, Gary. I'm just going to cut and get straight to the point, right? Man, it's time for a change. I mean, I'm in Tallahassee, and I love Tallahassee, but I love Miami. I can't stand for the state. And they've been whooping our butt for the past six, five years now. And it's obvious that Golden can't get the job done. He can't get the job done. We can't keep saying right, that. But as it pertains to this week, there's enough athletes on this team to go up there and win that ball game. Okay? There's, there are enough athletes in this program. And you, Win games, Gary. You are absolutely correct, but we don't have the coaching to win a big game. Every week's a we, new opportunity we, we, for those guys. Right now, until they run out of lives, every week is a new opportunity. And I want to be so optimistic. Trust well, me. Well, I, I don't do. think you should be but optimistic then, or pessimistic, but, but I think you should enjoy the moment. I mean, I mean, don't deprive yourself of enjoying the Miami Florida State game. I'm, you know what? I'm not going to deprive myself. But every time we lose, I fall into a slump. Like, oh, man, yeah, of course, because it's, it's your team and you're down or whatever. But but I, I can unequivocally give the opinion they have enough athletes on this roster to go into that game and compete. All right, dear, let me ask you this. You probably can't answer this, but I'm going to ask you this. You're the president of the school. You would make a change. I I don't have an opinion on that yet. I mean, exactly. it, right now they're three and one. <laughs> they're four games into the season, and I don't have an opinion on that yet. Let's see what happens re- in, the, in the next month. I recall last week how you know a lot of people saying, "Well, just just wait to the Cincy game, see what happens." You know, with Ryan Howard, yeah, it did three, well, uh, did it? Three and, and <laughs> I, I know we lost, but, but, but this week's a new week. It's a new week, and and, and you know, no coach is getting fired with one loss or two losses. So you know, let's you know see what happens. Okay, Let's see well, what well, I, I'm gonna wait and see what happens. You know, I'm gonna do my thing. I'm actually coming. I'm gonna enjoy the game, but I'm also looking at the fact that, well, if you know, not being negative, but if it don't go the way we want it to go, and we lose to Florida State, come on, man. I mean, like, can can we can we get it? Can we get third, all third it would more mean, All it would mean is that a, 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 a move closer to what you're talking about happening. That's all it would mean. He's not. No one's being fired after after the Florida State game. Yeah. Well, Gary, I'm not going to hold you up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this here. I hope you got tickets. Man, you know, I'm going to be that live in effect, Gary. I'm going to try to find you, too. But I'm going to tell you this much right here. Right, we, we need to change some things. That shotgun, running shotgun on third and one, that's not going to cut it. 
putting a, not putting the best players on the field, that's not going to cut it. You're going to get some Florida State team that put their best players on the field at all times to make plays, and Miami doesn't do it. So it's going to be hard for me to feel like, well, we're going to, like, we're going to outplay them because we're not going to outcoach them. So, you know, hopefully you want to say we're going to live off pure talent. Well, they got talent on that side of the ball, too, so we'll see how it go. But right now I'm pulling for my canes, but I don't feel as if, well, the coach is going to actually put them in the best position to win a game, Gary. You know, but right. with that being said, Gary, um, I'm looking forward to seeing you. If I bump it to you, I'm going to pull your shirt and say, Gary, let's make it happen. Not a problem. I'll, I'll be down on the field before the game. So if you see me down there, just holler. I'll come say hi. All, All right, right. Gary, th- man, keep me on th- hold. Thanks for, being, thanks for being part of the show. All right. All right, let's go out now to the six seven eight. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's going on? Doing good. Who's this? This is twenty three Daddy Kane, Gary. Oh hey, what's up, Mr. Herndon? How are you? <laughs> Nothing much, man. I'm great, I'm great. Even after the loss, I'm great. Hey, well, let's just say I know. Say, I guess I can't ask you well, I can't ask you if you agree with me on the personnel. Things I've been talking about. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's fine. We, we we're going to be we fine. We won't get into that. But, uh, so, how you doing this week? What do you think? Oh, man. I'm doing hard, but we're going we're gonna to take the win, man. We're going to get the W. And not to turn this into a back and forth, let the guy that know that wanted me to be listening. I'm listening. And you can come sit with me, dude. I will show you how to be a fan. Hell, we can drink together. But I'll show you how to be a fan at all times. we got to be excited about this game. There are a lot of things that Florida State can't defend that we've been showing, gaming, and you hit on it earlier. We're three and one. I mean, everybody is calling, sounding down, moping, and blah. But the, at the end of the day, we're three and one. Uh, there's a lot of things that we're going to do that Florida State will not be able to defend. I mean, we can play Tuesday night GMs and talk about this and talk about that. But you hit on it again earlier. Let's just enjoy the moment. You know, everybody hate to lose. I hate to lose like a mug. I can't stand losing. I've watched the game probably two or three other times since the game. But we got to move on and we got to enjoy this three and one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, uh, love what we're doing. I mean, the, the defensive rotation. We're, we're getting too deep at every position, and everybody's getting reps. Um, like I said when I first started calling in, our corners are so deep, and our corners, you know, that's going to be the strongest part of our team. Uh, we're going to we're gonna solidify some stuff this week. At the linebacker position, Jawan Young is finally healthy. He's out there, and you see what a big difference it makes when he's in the middle. Now you can put Kirby on the outside. I mean, it, we're looking great, man. I don't think, um, I don't think we're going to have a problem with him this week. I think we're going to shock a lot of people. Well, they definitely have a chance, and they definitely have enough athletes on the roster to compete up there. And, uh, you know, they got to put a good game plan together, have a good week of practice, and go up there and let it fly, you know, with, with no reservations and, and certainly, um, you know, no conservatism. Oh, no, you won't see any of that. I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to be surprised. I know you gave your blanket statement earlier about people being, hey, let's not turn this show into this, this, and this. Well, the show has turned into it, so... Come come next Tuesday after we beat Florida State, we just want to hear optimism. I don't care who lines up. They're going to put their best 11 on the field. We're going to put our best 11 on the field, and we're going to slug it out. So you guys just stay, stay true. Yeah, we do have a tough four games coming up, but we'll be all right. 
I love it. All right, it. Mr. Herndon. Well, thank you. Know, thank you as always for calling in. Oh, no problem, man. Put me on hold. Let me uh, stay listening. That's my you Tuesday night. You got it, man. Hey, thank you so much. All right, no problem. All right, let's go out now to the 561. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on? Doing good. Who's this? This is uh, Ross NRH or Neil. Hey, what's up, Neil? How you doing this week? Not much. I love Mr. Herndon's uh, enthusiasm, but you know he, he did get a few things wrong. He sounds like a really nice guy, and I think his son's a terrific player. I only wish we were going to put our best 11 on the field versus their best 11. Unfortunately, on defense, it looks like we play about our best 40. So <laughs> I'm not sure what he's watching. I mean, you know, he mentioned that we're very deep at the cornerback position. Does he mean that they play 20 yards off the receivers as in deep? Because that's the only deep I see. That was certainly the case but, in the first uh, half the other night. They gave up 300 yards in the first half, but then they made some adjustments yeah. and only gave up five yards in the third quarter, you know? And really, yeah, other, than the they, one Cornell, yeah. other than the one Cornelder play in the fourth quarter, they, they played great defense. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, I think they pretty readjusted good the again. For the, well, they readjust. Listen, a good defense doesn't give up those plays in the fourth quarter, okay? They don't let a team march 80-something yards down the field with with their best defensive player standing next to the coach on the sidelines because he must have been tired because he didn't play the whole first half, but he must have played a lot in the third quarter because he wasn't on the field in the fourth quarter. Not every play. Not every play. He wasn't on the field the entire drive that cost us the game. I don't know where these guys are. He definitely but, was on the sideline on that one. He certainly was, number two. He was on the sideline. I just want to know one thing. Is anybody going to ask Al Golden if he'd be using this rotation system if Sean Taylor was on the team or Ed Reed? or Philip Buchanan, or Jerome Brown, or Ray Lewis, or D.J. Williams, or Jonathan Vilma, he'd be rotating them in, right? We'd have third stringers on the field, and Jonathan Vilma watching from the sideline. Team's got the ball in the fourth quarter. I mean, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, it's self-destruction. I've been saying it for a long time. Yeah, well, your your, your, your slogan is exactly correct. I don't know why anybody thinks there's going to be anything different on Saturday night. Same plus same equals same. Right, Gary? That's the way it's been. But, you know, <laughs> I keep waiting to sh- to show up one, one week and see different, you know. I, and I think if they if they try some different things, they might have success. But you can't take your best players off the field. They don't have enough no. of them right now. No. You know, they, they, don't have, what... they don't have 22 great defensive players. Yep. No, they sure don't. And number 25 certainly isn't one of them. And I love the kid. And he actually won a game for us two years ago up in North Carolina when he single-handedly ran the ball into the end zone on that last drive to salvage that victory. The only problem is he was playing running back at that time, and he's not a safety. So I feel bad for the kid. They destroyed his career. But, uh, you know, what can you say? We're going to go up to Tallahassee. We'll probably give them a tough game. But by the fourth quarter, it'll get away from us as usual. 
And you know that one heartbeat that Al was talking about at the beginning of the season? By midnight, by mid, when the clock strikes 12 Saturday night, it'll be splintered into 100 pieces. So, anyway, I'm well, sure you've heard enough of this anti-Golden stuff this entire podcast, but he won't make it out of October, Gary, plain and simple. Well, you know, we'll see. I, I think they have enough athletes to compete up there. The question is, can they put a plan together, and can they execute for four quarters? And they've been unable to do that. Right. Well, so, so they've, had on, on, they, they, they've had enough athletes to beat a lot of teams over the last couple of years, okay? But somehow we find ourselves at the, on the wrong end of scores against teams like Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Virginia. I mean, the list gets longer and longer. Anybody who thinks we're really 3-1 and one right now, I mean, that is the level of optimism when you consider that one of those wins is Bethune-Cookman and the other is FAU. So yeah, I mean, the Nebraska game was a legit performance. I mean, they played three really good quarters. I know Nebraska's not a great team. They're, you know, they're, they're going to probably be an eight-win team this year, seven-win team. But that was a real, real victory, and they did play well for three quarters in that game. I, I, I don't think you could not give them credit for that. I do. That's why I say we're one and one yeah. <laughs> on the season. I, I that is a legitimate victory, and I and, and we, it's a it's a shame we did play a great three quarters of football before once again we had the uh, the Al Golden Folderoo. I mean, this guy, as you just said, can I see them one time put four quarters together? Can I well, see them better, one better time? Better see it Saturday. Win- well, yeah. I, I look. Uh, there's no reason to think. It's going to be a good. Otherwise, your prediction is going to be looking pretty good. I mean, it, 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 they're running out of time. I mean, you, they got to put four quarters together here in the next three, four weeks, or the season's going to be done. Oh yeah. Well, maybe they'll put a fullback on the field in third and a half yard this year, uh, this week. Maybe. We haven't seen a fullback on the field one play in four games. So, yeah, I, don't, I mean, there's so I, many cats, so many things to talk about. I feel sad and sorry for our players because I am a diehard Hurricane through and through since 1978. But to see these kids not being coached up, it really makes me sick. It makes me ill. So uh, this guy's got to go. He's just got to go. Please. Get on the same plane as Joe Philbin and get out of here already. (laughs) (laughs) Neil, a college coaching staff doesn't have enough coaches. (laughs) You you can't just fire guys in the middle of the season. You you don't have enough guys there to to pick up the slack. So I don't don't see uh, that happening, but... You know, I, I do think that they will let Coach Golden finish out the year no matter what happens. But if he's going to turn it around and turn the tide, it has to start Saturday night. Yep. Well, I, I don't see it happening. I wish I did. I'll be rooting my my heart is with the team. But at the other, on the other side of it is, I wouldn't mind seeing this thing get expedited and let's move on and find once and for all the right coach for this program so we can get back to where we were. And if this administration does not invest in our next coach, then we'll know once and for all, we're never getting back to that level ever again because they don't want to. Don well, Shalala is gone. 
I think more than how much they, they, they pay the head coach, whether it's Al Golden or anybody else, it's about finding uh, the right guy that, that can run the of complete course. program, put the good staff together. I don't think it matters what his salary is. A hundred percent agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay to at least have the right people to choose from. I mean, that's the game today, Gary. It's a business. Either you're in this business or you're not. But um, you know, to me, fifty thousand people in the seats instead of thirty pays the extra couple of million dollars that you need to get the coach and the right staff and get this thing turned around. Yeah. And they so. have the money now. The, the athletic department right. is healthy. Look, they have. Right. Look, look, right, look Neil, what well, Florida just did. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I used that example earlier in the program. show. I mean, it, it goes to show you Miami, Florida, and Florida State, there's so many athletes in the state of Florida. When you get a coaching staff together that's doing their job the right way, these teams win. Oh, that's exactly right. But we haven't had that in a long time. But I will say this, and for all you people out there that think he was so bad. Randy Shannon was a hell of a lot better football coach than this clown. So, All right, Neil, thank you for Florida being part State of the show. Twice. <laughs> All think? right, buddy. Thank See you for soon. being part Enjoy of the show. Night, All right. You got it. Thanks for being part of the show. Bye. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. 646-595-2048. Let's go out now to the 240 where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? This is D Black Twenty One. What's up, D Black? How you doing this week? Hey, I'm I'm hey I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I, I like that last call with him and, and Kane alum. I, I I appreciate I appreciate them them dudes, man. Um, you know, well, even though I mean, I'm not, I, I can't speak for Kane alum, but I I I know who um who, who Neil is, and uh, there is no more devoted fan in America than that guy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll put him to the test, though, as far as devotion. I'll put him to the test. I give him a for his money. But I do appreciate him. I do appreciate him, though. But um, I'm definitely not one of the fans that's hoping, you know, our team to lose. I, 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 that's not me. I'm always hoping them to win. But I'm also looking at it from a, a, a past player and a coach's perspective. And when I watched that game on Thursday night, and I'm seeing Cincinnati in the zone uh, too uh, deep safe, and we're not running the ball against a zone defense, I'm like, what's going on? Why are we lining up in the eye formation and just running the ball? Well, they, they, and, they dared them to run. I mean, they, they went to the zone with exactly, the understanding point. that they would not stick to the running game. Yeah, but that's my point. As coaches, you drop the ball. You know, you drop the ball. You got to be able to recognize that. You got to be able to see that and be like, "Oh, damn, they're giving us the run, but let's take it, let's take it, let's take it to get them out of the zone." That's like that's like the old Bear Forty Six defense. Nobody could stop it when it first came out. But what do you have to be able to do against the Forty Six Bear defense? You got to be able to pass because they they got one safety. So you got to be able to pass. If you can pass, you're going to get them out of that, that 46. Same thing. They're in a zone defense. You should run the ball to get them out of the zone, to get them out of that. So now you, they have to come up and bring that extra man in the box. Then we can take shots down the middle and, and, and deep to our receivers on the outside. They didn't do that at all. It, it, it's, it's, 
It's baffling. But, you know, I'm hearing, you know, I, and I, and we're supposed to feel we're going to beat Florida State. We're supposed to feel that way. But I kind of equate it to boxing and how boxers feel when they watch Floyd Mayweather, they feel they can beat Floyd. But like Floyd says, it's much different once you get in that ring with me. Because you, you got to know the angles. You got to know how to make adjustments. You got to have a good corner. So we watching Florida State, and all due respect to Mr. Harrison, his son is a beast. But you're saying what Florida State can't cover? It's a lot different when we on the field and Florida State has a bomb coaching staff that can make the proper adjustments, that can make the proper checks. We don't have that. Well, they've certainly we, we shown we, that ability up to this point. I mean, you know, they, they've gone the last two seasons without losing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, Garrett. So my thing is, I equate it to boxing. It, you know, like Floyd says, it's a lot different once you get in the ring with me. Then you realize how fast I am, how good my defense is, how hard I really hit, even though people, I'm not a knockout puncher, but I can hit. So the same thing is played to football with this with this Saturday. Or forget it, let's take the Alabama Georgia game. Everybody thought Georgia was gonna run the ball down Alabama's throat and, and, and beat Alabama. What happened? Alabama has a coaching staff. Alabama has a staff that can make adjustments and think on the fly and take away your best the take away the, the team's best thing, which is Georgia's running game. Took it away. Took it away. Yeah, Chubb had that one run. Yeah, but come on, the game was already in the wraps. It was you a know, great and, performance. And, I mean, absolutely yeah. brilliant performance on the road. You can't give Alabama. Can you, Alabama say, classic? Can, can you, was, can you was, say classic? Yeah, it was can great. You say classic that, performance. That team and, I'm, so and I don't even like Nick Saban. Look, I don't even like Nick Saban. I don't even no, like but, him. But, but, man, but I'll tell you, when that guy loses, there there isn't a coach – at any level, it's better than that guy once he's knocked on his butt. I mean, exactly. he, he becomes <laughs> obsessed. And, right. you know, they they played very poorly against Ole Miss. And very. I, I'm sure it was not a happy place to be in that football headquarters uh, before the Georgia game. But, you know, they came back like gangbusters. You know, but and, and, and a couple more points, and then I'm going I'm to get off this horn, Gary. Um, you know, if I had a son, you know, and I ain't taking no shots at Mr. Harrison because he's supposed to do that. He has a son on the team, so he's supposed to big up the team. That's cool. That's what he do. That's him. That's not me, per se. See, if my son was on the University of Miami and me being a coach and a former player, I know right is right. I know wrong is wrong. I know coaching. So I ain't going to get on the phone. I'm not going to get up here and sit and sing you a happy song when it's really not happy. I'm not going to get up here and throw the team under the bus either, but I'm going to get up here and make you think everything is sweet when it's kind of sour. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to leave it as a neutral thing, like, look, you know, this is what's going on. I ain't going to throw nobody under the bus. I'm not going to throw my child under the bus or his teammate. But I'm not going to sit up here and thinking you're going to sit down to this sweet tea where really it's some black coffee. I'm not going to do that. You know, I don't understand why his son and Ojoku aren't playing more. I'm sorry. Stoke, uh, him, number five, Sanders Dobart, 
Yeah, he's a good player. Don't rip. Don't don't yeah, knock Stan. No, no, Stan is no, a good I, tight end. Hold on, Gary. Hold on. But we're oh, talking. Let's, but let's, I, let's, I, you know, I agree with you. I said I agree with you. But don't knock Stan. There's nothing wrong no, with Stan. No, no, no. Listen, I'm not. Listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna knock him, and, and listen to what I'm gonna knock him. For one, he's out of shape. His body looks terrible. What are you doing in the summer? You name me a tight end from University of Miami that we've had that look as, that looks as bad as he do physically. Bubba Franks, nope. Jeremy Shockey, nope. Uh, Kevin Everett, nope. Keller Winslow, nope. Uh, Diedrich Epps, nope. Even even uh, DeLand Sauer, nope. His body looks terrible. What is he doing in the summertime? He doesn't look in shape, Gary. You can't, yeah, you know, you can't say he does. Well, he, he came in with a weight problem. He's he's always had and, weight and, issues, and and you know I don't. I'll have to pay a little more attention to that. You know, I I'll be honest with you, I haven't been you know focused on his body. I just Please do. I just know he's a good player. Um, but I'll try to you know I'll, I'll well you know I'll try to be aware of that more so I can give you a better opinion on it. But 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 there, there's as a player he, he's a good player. That doesn't yeah, mean that they can't be exploiting. The potential mismatches that they can with Najoku and her. Right. Now he's a good he's a he's a he's a good player, but guess, but he's a good player. But just imagine what type of player he could be if he focused on getting his body top shape. Like, and and, and when I mentioned all those tight ends, all those tight ends they all had they all have some of the things in common. So they didn't have no they didn't have no pouch. They have no belly hanging over their over their belt buckle. When you looked at their stomach and their jersey, that 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 mess was flat. Almost every tight end that I named in the past, everyone look except for look at him. And when you and when you're carrying that extra weight, Gary, it makes you slow in your turns. It makes you sluggish. You know, it makes you concentrate. You lack concentration and focus. Just now, since I brought it up. You go and you check him out. Look at his body. I will. And if he I'll has look a, at it. I'll he, look at that. Cl- I'll, look, I'll look at it from that perspective, and I'll you know I'll give you a better opinion in a week or so. But moving forward, right, but moving forward, for I got I got I got one more thing. Moving forward to the Florida State game. <laughs> this has always been a rival. I respect Florida State. I coach with people who are Florida State fans, so this it's always been respect for for Florida State. If they don't come with a A plus plus coaching game to provide to the players and put their best players on the field and keep them on the field, like the caller before me stated, why Deion Bush is on the bench for that game winning drive? If they do that again, Gary, it's good night out rain before halftime. I agree. The fat lady will be singing. The fat lady will be singing every great song. For every fan in that stadium, I agree. Why, why would you ever want to lose football games? Because and and we love him as a kid. He's a great kid. He's done a lot for the program. He's a great special teams player. Extremely high character guy. But why would you want to lose a football game because Dallas Crawford's on the field as opposed to Deion Bush? I'll never understand it. And me, we've been me, me neither, this now. Me neither, Gary. This is the fifth year we've been watching this mindset. And it, it all it's meant is losing and losing and losing and losing. Same plus same plus equals same. I'll never get why they do this. 
The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting yeah. a different result. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, that's all I got for you tonight, Gary. I'm pretty sure I have my pen and pad ready this weekend to, to break down what I see to have to bring to you on Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Keep me on right, hold. Man, hey, to the rest thank, of my thanks, as always, thanks, as always, for being part of the show, and uh, look forward to your review next week. All right, let's go out now to the um, 863. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, it's going on. Doing good. Who's this? This is Earl. What's up, Earl? What you got for us this week? Uh, no, I'm, I'm typically one of the positive one um, most of the time. Actually, all the time. Um, but after after last week's game, um, I'm inclined to be um, to go along with what most of the callers have been saying that. Um, they're, they're, they're testing a, your it, allegiance, huh? Not necessarily. I'm, I'm still like you said. You still can um, be for the players and, and and say that these coaches suck, and that's 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 to me. It's just coaching. It, it's it's coaching. Our coaching is just horrible. I mean, it's, it's it's not the players. I don't necessarily think it's the players. You can say part of it is the players, but for the most part, it's the coaching. You know, for the most part. I mean, some of the calls. Not all um, of them, man. Some of them are doing a good job. You know, some Which are doing a great. Doing some a are job. doing a very good job. Some are doing an okay job. Um, and you know. Oh, no, 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 okay, I agree. I think I think Kehoe, um, um, is, is doing good. Bill is good. Um, uh, um, um, what's his name for the for the tight ends? Who was the co- tight ends coach? I can't Larry think of his Scott. name right now. Larry Scott. Yeah, I think he's doing. Yeah, I think he's doing good. I'm not talking. About, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not necessarily talking about the position coaches. I mean the head coach number one and the coordinators. James Coley is a good coach. I'm. I'm not taking that away from him. He's. A, he's a good coordinator. A good, somewhat um, good, good coordinator. Coach, but, but you know where he's struggling right now? He's struggling because he does not have a head coach who is a better offensive coach than he is. And, you know, when he was at Florida State with Jimbo Fisher, he had that there. And even though Jimbo called the plays or whatever, um, you know, Coley had the foundation to learn and that sort of thing. Right now, he doesn't have somebody to coach him. And and he's not not seasoned to the point where he doesn't need that. And, uh, you know, that's why, you know, 70% of the time he's doing a really nice job. But, you know, that – Unfortunately, that's not good enough to win all the time. Yes, I just don't understand it. I really don't. And to be honest with you, Nebraska's defense was was much better, in my opinion, than Cincinnati's. And but you couldn't tell last week. I mean, we can we can linemen just getting bulldozed over. I'm like, what? Is, but at the same time, in his defense, I will say this. I think, and that's what I was. That's what I was saying. Because when I saw that play, I'm looking. They rushing. You know, the, the clock is the, the play clock is going down. He taps uh, um, Linda on the shoulder, and as soon as he snaps the ball, the you know pretty much he's kind of, he was kind of off balance. Yeah. In my opinion, um, yeah, um, when you look at that bad. play, yeah, he was off balance. But you know, so it, it, we were rushing that play. I was wondering why we didn't call a timeout. I thought we should have called a timeout. I think it was that play that I think we should have called a timeout. Um, oh, that they but, used two of their three timeouts during the half. I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> which is something they can't do. That goes either. back to what I was saying about time management. And that's on the coaches. That's on the Golden. And another and I and I totally agree with you on this one. For the life of me, I do not understand why Crawford is on the field. I I just don't get it. Well, I don't, he, I don't he's get the, it. He's, He's the fourth best safety. I, there, there is no reason for that. I totally agree. Obviously, he, he might be the tenth best safety. I, 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 well, I mean, we, haven't good... seen, we haven't seen enough of Jaquan Johnson to really evaluate him as a safety. Yeah, but I, I, I just don't. I don't understand it. I, I just really don't. And if, if they they keep talking about the, the the players who practice hard will start, and the players who play the best will will play during the game. And Crawford just keeps getting beat and beat and beat. Bad angles. He's a good on special teams, though. I think they just need to keep him on special teams, and that's it. Yeah, he's very you know, good. Because I think he's good on special teams, but when it comes to those, I just don't understand it. I, I don't know why he's on that field. To me, the starters need to be and need at, at the safety position. And I'm and I'm going to say this: I do think that's going to be one of the changes. I do think that Crawford would not be starting on on Saturday. I think that's going to be one of the changes. And the other change that start, I hope You is, have to start Bush and Jenkins. You have to. Exactly. And I hope that's the change. I hope that's the change. And and in the and, and I think on the D-line, if because if, he mentioned second – I saw um, uh, the report or his from his um, interview that um, should second-string players play more, whatever the case may be, if, if um, Thomas and Muhammad do not start, if they don't start, I think they're gonna play a lot more, you know. But but I hope that he's made, he's come to his senses, and those two are starting that defensive end. I hope that he's come to his senses. But um, that would be wishful thinking when it comes to this coaching staff. To be honest with you, because like I said, I've always been the one. I, I've always kept my cool. I've always said, let's be positive, let's do this. I just can't. I can't keep saying that no more. I'm just sorry. Um, I don't care if we win the rest of our games. This coaching staff, we need an overhaul. I don't care if we lose the recruits that we got. We we can rebuild if we got a new coaching staff. That I, I just I'm just to that point now. I'm just All to right, that you point. Got anything else for us this week? Nope, that's it. Keep me on. Thank you very much. You got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. All right. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number, 646-595-2048. If you want to talk on the show, hit the number one, and it'll put you in the queue. Let's go out to the 678. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? What's up, Gary? I, I was on hold, man. This is this is still 23 Daddy Kane, buddy. Oh, what's up, man? Did Did we already have you on? Oh yeah, yep, I'm sorry. Yep, All right, I'm early. sorry. I didn't. I, I didn't mean to hit you. Let's go to the um, the seven eight six where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Are you with us? Going once, twice. Got a call back. All right, let's go out to the um, the three three four. You're now live on Kane Sport go. Live. What's up, us? Gary? This is Sebastian, man. What's going on? What's up, Sebastian? How you doing tonight? Hey, Gary, I got a lot on my mind. I was taking notes, man. I want to see. All right, man, go fast. All right, shoot it. Okay, what, what 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 is the biggest game Al Golden has won for us in his he whole hasn't. career? What is the biggest game? He hasn't. Okay. Uh, I mean, all right. Uh, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. I mean, in his entire coaching career, 
He's 9-36 and 36 as a head coach coming into this season because we don't know what's going to happen this season. But he's 9-36 and 36 right. as a head coach against teams with five losses or less. Okay, 9-36. and 36. Okay. Those, those nine I, victories. I just, I, wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Okay, those go ahead. Nine, go ahead. I'm ready for those you, Those nine Gary. victories. Those nine victories uh, <laughs> over nine seasons have come against Arkansas State, which finished uh-huh. that year with, with less than five losses. Duke. Right. Cincinnati, right. Navy, mm-hmm. Villanova, mm-hmm. Connecticut, uh-huh. Bethune Cookman uh-huh. twice, Bethune Cookman twice, right. and Georgia Tech. So he he's never okay. won a game like what he's going to be coaching in on Saturday, and uh, you know you just got to hope that it, you know it changes, and if it doesn't change, he's not going to be here anymore. The reason why I'm asking these questions, I got another one for Gary because I know you're going to do an article. When this season fills out, if we make a coaching team on an autopsy of, of what what happened and what went wrong, so that answered my first question. Okay. No, I can't. Um, and you did part on that. You, you, that's going to take good. a book. Wait, wait, that's going to take a book. Yeah. Okay, okay, uh, you follow <laughs> that can't me. Be an art- okay. That can't be an article. <laughs> so my next question for you, Gary, is when was the last time we won a game when we was trailing at the half? And Al Golden's career, when was the last game we won when we were trailing at the half? Let me see if I got that. Um, let me see something. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not calling for, I'm not calling from the get fired. I'm just asking you some questions. Are you asking me to research that? Okay, I, well, I'll tell I you. Some notes that, that i got to look at. That game, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll give you the answer, Gary, because I don't have that much time. You're going to cut me off because, like I said, I had notes for you tonight. Okay, I the got, last game we won when we were trailing at the half, was when we played Wake Forest and we were at home and Duke Johnson scored a late touchdown. I think that was in 2013. 2013. Okay. In that game, I I can tell you this about that game. They gave up 226 yards in the first half. Right. And and only 135 in the second. So they did a nice job making halftime adjustments. They did. In that particular game. Let's give credit where credit is due. Like I said, I know you're going to rush me off, but – what I, I mean, I, I'm pulling for Al. I mean, I'm not trying to throw this season away. I really don't want to tell you what the score is going to be, and I don't want to speak it into existence. So I'm not going to say anything, but I'll call you next week, and I'll let you know how I think it's going to turn out. But these are the concerns that I have in regards to it. Afama Kamala, I think he played like three plays in that whole entire game against Cincinnati, and I don't know I think, why. I think it was more than that, but he's giving them very little. Okay. Um, you talked about it earlier as far as the unnecessary rotation. We keep rotating our players in and out. Why? They're not pants. You're not. They're not gasping for air. They're not tired. It, I mean, that game. If it really means something, your best players need to be on the game. And if when it's all said and done, if they need an IV at the end, sometimes that's what it takes. That's what Butch Davis did when he beat Miami. I mean, when he beat Florida State in the Orange Bowl, those guys needed IV. They left it all out on the field. Yeah, you, you, think, I have you is, think Dan Morgan ever left the field? I mean, come on, you know. Right. I mean, they, now they don't have a lot know, of elite they, players. I, I'll I'll accept that, but they they but, but there is separation the on the field. Correct. You keep the best one on the field. The other thing is, I look at all of the busts we've had in recruiting. You know, um, Crawford he shouldn't be our starting safety. You know, he's a good player. I think he has value to the team. He should he sh- he shouldn't be on there. Um, Demario Jones, Moore, those guys haven't done much for us. 
So I guess well, when I I guess what I'm what I'm looking at is this right here. We're so predictable on what we do on offense and what we do on defense. I I can tell you right now when I watched the game, I was saying every first down we're gonna throw the ball. We ain't running it. And every first down against Cincinnati, we threw the ball. If you yeah. go back and watch the tape, almost everyone, I agree. Almost every series we had first down, we threw the ball. I don't think we needed to do that. Cincinnati's defense wasn't really, really dictating that to us. So here's my last comment. I'll let you go. I think what it's going to take for Miami to really, really bounce back is for one, Alder Golden to really, really adjust, and he only has a couple of games to do that. Or we need to get a, a coach that has championship pedigree, somebody who's been to the mountaintop, that's been on the staff, that knows the ins and outs on what it takes. McElwain, you see what he's doing down in Florida. Jimbo Fisher has that pedigree. He's followed he follow suit on what happened at Alabama. So I don't think it's going to take a whole lot to get Miami to where they're going to need to be. But if we go in that direction, we got to get a coach that knows what the experience is like to get all the way to the top. We can't get somebody who we're just going to take, you know, you know we, we can't get snowed again. You got to get somebody – who's proven, they've been on the staff, that they know what it is to hold a championship up. Because you can't sit in these guys' living room and tell them to come to the University of Miami just because of the brand. The brand hasn't done nothing the last 10 to 15 years. These guys were in elementary school. They don't know what it's like to see Miami hold a national championship up. That was in, what, 2001 when Andre Johnson played, and we're in, what, 2015? That's 14 years ago. So you're going to have to get a coach that's able to somehow do that. My last comment to me is if you could just tell me three things Al Golden can do this year that could allow him to be the coach for next year. What are three things he can do? And that will be it. You just keep me on hold. Oh, there's there's not even three. I mean, there's one. He's got to win. I mean, win, win, win. I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, there's no two and three. And it starts Saturday night. That loss Thursday was a bad move in the wrong direction for Al. It was a horrible and- loss. Yeah, and and you know, you, you, now you've got Florida State, Virginia Tech, Clemson, and Duke in four successive weeks. Um, if if he wants to stay the coach at the University of Miami, I think he needs to win three of the four. So we'll see what happens. I mean, if if he wins if he wins those next three games, Clemson, Florida State, and Virginia Tech, it'll give out it'll give the fan base an opportunity to at least look at him differently. Even if he ended the season eight and four, it's going to be tough you to know? beat Clemson. There's no doubt about it. But you know you need to beat Virginia Tech. But, but, you if, need he, to beat but if he did, but and, if he did, and you need to upset Florida State. You got to upset did, Florida State or Clemson. You, you got to win a significant ball game, and that's what he's facing, and it's right there in front of him. And we'll see. You know, I mean, I would agree it's not looking great for him, but you know, it's an opportunity. So, so, so Gary, right. I know you're not one to commit one way or the other, but just telling me if he loses all three of those games next year, you don't expect him back next year. Oh, absolutely not. No. Okay. All but, right. But, I know you. I know you. I know you won't just come out and say it. Well, I, I, it's I just premature. I mean, right now they're a three and one football team getting ready to go play a big game on national television Saturday night, and I think they have enough athletes on the team to be competitive in that game and have a chance to I win. Absolutely agree. And, and I'm I willing absolutely to, agree. I'm, I think they deserve the chance. You know, prove everybody wrong. You know, yeah, shut I'm not, up. I'm not going to stand in the, the banner. I mean, it's not so complicated. 
win football games, <laughs> and the guys who are flying the banners will look like absolute fools. Okay, but you know, you, you know, when you lose to Cincinnati, you know they look like geniuses. You know, they're, they're, they did. I mean, they're wasting, they're wasting a lot of money to, to, to you know, show <laughs> off with these geniuses. But anyway, hey, thank you so much for being part of the show. Hey, Gary, Gary, one more before I go. Before I go, is Coley going to play this week? Uh, I don't think it's looking good, but we'll see. I mean, he hasn't done much. All right. Well, keep there's going on show, Gary. To, I think they need to redshirt him personally. There, there's something not yeah, right there. Yeah, I think there. so, too. They have enough I think so, too. Keep me on hold. I would redshirt him. Keep me on hold, it. and next week I'm you got it. Hey, sorry about that. Thank, thank you for being part of the show. Well, guys, I got to tell you how my life has changed since I went to my front door the other morning and I opened up a package from our new sponsor, Harry's.com. Suddenly, I began to realize that I could wake up to a better shave and stop paying an arm and a leg for razor blades along the way. And you know how you get ripped off when you go to Walgreens or CVC in those places and you go buy a package of razor blades and you got to literally take almost 20 bucks out of your pocket to get a decent blade. Um, but Harry's.com solves that problem. It was started by two guys who are passionate about creating a better shaving experience. They bought a razor factory in Germany that's been crafting some of the world's highest quality blades for almost a century. By cutting out the middleman, Harry's offers an amazing shave at a fraction of the price of drugstore brands. Shipping is free, and the blades go from the German factory where they're made straight to your door at factory direct prices. They cut out the middle guy, and they save you money. I've tried the razor and their starter set. Also comes it comes with a tube of their shaving cream which is also phenomenal. You'll immediately feel the difference. For listeners to Kane Sport Live, Harry's is giving $5 off your first purchase of a starter set when you use the coupon code Canes, C A N E S. After entering the code name Canes at checkout, you can get Harry's starter set for just $10. That's a month's worth of shaving supplies for just $10 with the code name Canes at checkout at harrys.com. Harry's starter set comes with a razor, three of those German-engineered blades, and a bottle of shaving cream, all shipped to your door for free. Harry's.com delivers a superior shave for an incredible price. So say goodbye to choosing between expensive brands or cheap disposables and say hello to Harry's. High-quality blades at a price you'll love. Go to harrys.com right now, enter that code CANES at checkout, and get $5 off your first purchase, a month's worth of shaving for just $10 with the code name CANES at checkout. That's harrys.com. Thank you so much, Harry, for sponsoring Cane Sport Live. All right, let's continue on with the show now, and let's go out to the 352. You're now live on Cane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How's it going? It's going good. Who's this? This is Sebastian Pipes. How you doing? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing this week? Uh, good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need some of those hairy razors to uh, <laughs> cut my wrists when I watch this team. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. I will say this. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just BSing them. They're, they're good blades. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, first, first I, I owe you an apology. I kind of la- laid into you this week. You know, a lot of that is off of frustration. I do owe you an apology, though. I did, I did lay into you. No problem. Um, I'm a big boy. I, I think the yeah. Well, I think the frustration is that you know you most of us don't have connections to boosters or 
the press or anybody else that can get our point of view out there. You're, you're our voice. You are the one with the microphone. And I feel that there's so many obvious signs that Al Goldman is in over his head. And I think you see them too. You just haven't written about it that he well, needs to go. And I think that's Well, let me stop ahead. you for a minute. I mean, I, I think that we give you that voice. I mean, we've created an entity in Kane Sport that is respected. We've been around for 27 years. It is by far the industry leader and has a very illustrious group of subscribers. And I think that when you guys are expressing your opinions on the message board at canesport.com, that, that your voice is being heard. So we do it that way. We've created this show which has thousands of listeners. You see the, the sponsors are lining up like crazy. They're, they're dying to introduce their products to you guys. And, you know, this has become the voice of the Canes fan. And, and you'd be amazed how many people are listening to this show and the, the types of people and, the, and the, the significance that they have within the program and in the booster community and things like that. And, you know, those that don't listen live, they download the podcast and listen to that. So there, there's thousands of people a week listening to this show. And so I, I think we're giving you the voice. I think where people get confused is it's not my role to start saying that Al Golden needs to be fired, uh, you know, especially when the team is 3-0. and I mean, it just – it's not logical. Now, if things go south – and it looks like that's the move that's going to be made or needs to be made. And I certainly haven't shied away from telling it like it is and pointing out game by game where all the problems are. I'm sure the coaching staff is mad as heck at me, you know, over the opinions that I've been expressing. But they'll never argue because they're, I'm fair and I'm accurate and the things I say are true. But for me to come out and say, hey, Al Golden has to be fired, do you really think that that's necessary? I mean, it, it's not. Well, I don't think I don't think anybody cares what Sebastian's pipe, you know, an anonymous poster on a message board say. They they care what the Miami Hurricane beat writer says about no, the team and, and the status. The, well, I I just I, I disagree. I mean, you could take any of the beat writers that are covering the team. I mean, you know, I'm not really a beat writer. I'm more of a publisher and a columnist or whatever. But you know, they don't care what a, a beat writer thinks. You know, that's not shaping policy and decisions within the athletic department. Uh, they they know that if they want to get the pulse of the fan base and the pulse of their constituents and the people buying their tickets and supporting their program, all they got to do is go on the message boards at Kane Sport. And, and believe me, they do it, and they do it often. You think they and do? You think they're on with, there? Without question, every day. Uh, trust me, half of that athletic department's on this website every day. So Al Golden's really CD right? Is that is that the admission? Al Golden is actually CD right? <laughs> no, no, no. Come on. But my my point is, you you guys do have a voice, and, and it is heard. Okay. And it's, Let's and move it's heard on by, the by people that matter. Yeah. All right. And I appreciate now, that. So when, I wanted to and I'll, I'll put a qualifier that when you express it intelligently, and we have guys that sometimes don't do that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's talk football a bit. Um, one thing that I saw recently from uh, Jimmy McElwain that you'll never see from McElwain, and, and McElwain got a lot, a lot of grief for it, was when he was ripping Kelvin Taylor's son. You remember that? And everybody was yelling at him for it and thought that he went a little bit overboard. Yep. But he was kind of coaching him, wasn't he? You know, he was coaching that kid on, on how to be a good football player. And, and he's not afraid to, to rip into his players. And you see that from a lot of really good coaches out there. 
Um, Saban does it. Uh, Jimbo Fisher does it. Al Golden doesn't do it. I don't. I never see Al Golden coaching these kids on the sideline after they make a horrible play. Never. Do you see that? No. Don't you think that's a I, problem? I, I'm shocked. I mean, sometimes, like I'm watching, and I'll give you an example. The other night, early in the game, uh, Sonny Adago, who's a great kid, the nicest kid you'll ever meet in your life. You know, you so, you know, you you don't want to see him get yelled at. You know, but but he made the dumbest move that you could possibly make on a football field. And and it killed them. It, it cost them a touchdown. I mean, they got a 15-yard clipping penalty. He was away from the play, and he just dove down at a guy's legs for no reason. I mean, he wasn't even involved in the play. I don't know what he was thinking. And And if there was ever a time when a coach needed to pull a guy off the field and ream him out, that was that moment. And they just went on like nothing had ever happened. I, listen, there's things that happen here that are just inexplicable. Okay, I can't explain them to you. And I, I feel horrible. I mean, I, I like Al Golden. I, I thought that he had so many of the qualities to be a great head coach. But they are self-inflicting pain on themselves. They're self-destructing. And at the end of the day, they're running out of time. It's going to end up costing them their jobs. And some of these guys are going to have a hard time getting their next job. So when he doesn't coach kids on the sideline like that. You know what that tells me? It tells me he doesn't have a desire for excellence. You know, that's, that's where it all stems from. That's where Jim not going on. That's all subjective. But if there was ever a time a kid deserved to be yanked off the field and reamed out, that was that moment because that was a critical penalty. You're trying to take control of a game against a good offensive team early. You're moving the football, and he gets you 15 yards and kills the drive. Let's talk about another guy that should have been yanked off, off the field, uh, Alex Gall. Do I need, do I need to totally point agree. out the, 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 the glaring the totally fault agree. in his play? You know, he, 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 he clowns around too much before the games and, and, and otherwise. And during he, pictures, he, picture time, too. He, yeah, he was one of the picture guys. I mean, uh, you know, you've got guys out on that O-line that are very serious about what they're doing. Linder's serious. Darling's serious. McDermott's serious. Uh, Isadora is serious about what he's doing out there. Sonny is serious about what he's doing out there most of the time. You know, and... And and this guy, you know, has been the weak link in my opinion. And there are times he gets physically annihilated. And I struggle to understand how Casey McDermott is not one of the five that's on the field. I think he got we'll absolutely see- he got absolutely skull banged in front of his mom and dad and sixty friends and family and stands that you know the announcers kept talking about on thirty two yep. on a critical thirty two. Yep, no doubt. All right, you got anything else for us tonight? I don't know if this was touched on yet. The last thing, um, D'Onofrio's playlist, the tome, the the Bible, whatever that was that he was running down the field with, fumbling around. I've never seen a coach with such a laborious-looking play call list in my life. Can you explain where that's from and whether or not you think that has to do with the freelancing and the confusion on defense? No, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I don't know what he has on there. Um, I do know this, and I'm, I feel very strongly about it, and I have expressed the opinion many times. They're trying to play too many kids on defense. You can't play this many kids. The coaches, even if they were great position coaches, 
You can't get that many kids ready to play, especially when you're going against an offense like what Cincinnati puts on the field, even what Florida State puts on the field this week. You can't get that many players ready to play a ball game. And, you know, I think that's why you see so many mentals. And that's why mentals are costly I mean, in ball games. I mean, you can't possibly do the proper level of film study and the, and the proper level of work and get them the proper number of reps on the practice field to be ready to play on Saturday when you're trying to play that many kids. I don't think you can. And I've spoken yep. about this, some very good coaches, and I, you know, because I don't like to just shoot my mouth off you know, on this show or, or elsewhere. And I've discussed this issue with a lot of veteran coaches who, are, who I have great respect for, and they've told me I'm absolutely right. And, and in let me fact, ask you this. In fact, to do we had that. Howard Schnellenberger on the show earlier in the year, a guy that you yeah, have to that. respect. We asked him that question, and he said the same yeah. thing. You know, you got to go with your best guys. So one thing we see every single week, and we've seen it probably for the last four four years, is there's going to be one point in the game, maybe multiple points in the game, where the defense is completely confused and doesn't know what play they should be in. And they're fumbling around, and the defensive line's moving around, the play call's not coming in. And we saw that in Cincinnati where literally nobody was even lined up, and they – Cincinnati ran a play. Why don't we have a default defensive play that we go to if they can't get the signal in time? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if they do, don't. I can't really comment on that. It doesn't seem like they do if everybody's looking to the sideline and can't get lined up correctly. Yeah, I mean, they got caught on one play. They, they, you know, that, that was something that they had to practice all week. I thought they did a pretty good job. They got caught on that one play. It went for eight yards. It didn't really affect the game that much. And I thought for the most part they did a pretty good job of getting lined up. All right, Gary, I appreciate it. You all right, man, thank you for, yep, thanks for being right. part of the show. All right, let's go out to the 470. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you hey, with Gary. us? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Who's this? This is Rod in Atlanta. How you doing? What's up, Rod? Talk to us. What you got? I came to fan when I was nine years old, Gary. And after the last week, I can't find myself being invested in this team like I used to be. I'm going to tell you why. We have enough talent on this football team to win every game we have left on the schedule. But we also have a coaching staff that's suspect enough that could lose every game we have on the schedule. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it just seems to me that we're the team that some uh, up-and-coming team wants to schedule if they're trying to build a program. And that's what Cincinnati just did. We We seem to be that team now. I just had a couple things I want to ask you about. Um, well, a couple things that concern me. One is uh, the the, the FSU defense we're going to face on, on Saturday. They, if you notice, all the quarterbacks they face so far, they, they, they don't have really the ability to, to throw a forward pass, but all of them have been um, running quarterbacks. So they've been kind of playing the run lanes. Um, they haven't really been, you know, Ears back against the quarterback, but I, I think they're going to try to do that this year. I think they're going to pin their ears back and come this week um, after Kyrie because he's not mobile. And that's one thing that concerns me. What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, lack of mobility is an issue, but I don't think it means 
that he can't perform at a, at a high level. I just, I just think that uh, offensively they need to run the ball more. They need to get into a play-action game, a, a true play-action game, uh, and get him under center more. Uh, and, and they need to, to get themselves in better situations so they're not always in third and seven, third and eight, uh, and, and trying to convert those plays where, they're, where they've been failing so much. And uh, So I'm hoping they make some changes this week. I, I think that the failure at Cincinnati was so you know, hard and, and, and so complete that they're, they're forced to take a strong look at what they're doing and make some changes. Yeah, it's a, it's a mix of, of that, of their defensive line and the offensive line and him not being mobile altogether. That, that, that's the thing that concerns me. Um, another thing is, um, I just, it, for the life of me, I can't, I just can't figure out why we were trying to run out of shotgun third and one. You and everybody else, I have no idea. That, I, I, yeah. To me, be in the shotgun on third down. Other than that, get under center, give yourself a true run-pass option look, and utilize play action. And, and to me, that's the best way to win, unless you've got a quarterback that can run around. Right. And we're also trying to do it in the red zone. I mean, that that possession, we were down around the five-yard line, and we called two timeouts on that, on that possession and still didn't convert or get in the end zone. That was inexcusable. That was horrible. Yep. No doubt. Yep. All right, man, you got but, anything um, else for us? That's pretty much it. The only last thing I had was, did you hear anything about, um, I thought we were many in the bar, wrote, a, wrote an article on, on Friday about uh, a lot of upset boosters calling into the admin office on Friday. Did you hear anything yeah, about that's, that? Yeah, that, that's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, of course the boosters aren't happy, but, but there's no boosters out there that are calling that really influence decisions on coaches or things like that. Uh, you know, people – like you guys, I mean, it doesn't matter whether they, they donate five dollars or five thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars. I mean, nobody's happy right now. Uh, the program's lost five out of eight games. Uh, so I just, you know, that's all that stuff that's being thrown around about boosters and everything is is all a waste of time. The boosters aren't influencing any decisions, and quite frankly, they don't need to. <laughs> you know, the, this is this situation's going to take care of itself. Yeah. Either they're going to win, and like I said, I think they need to win three of the three, at least three or four coming up here, or they're going to finish with six, seven, eight wins at the end of the year, and it's not going to be good enough. So you don't yeah, need boosters. You don't need boosters throwing their weight around. And the boosters yeah. that have called me, I've encouraged them not to make phone calls and not to write letters, and told them, listen, you you know you don't need to single yourself out like that. It's really not necessary. So we'll see. Does that answer your question? That's pretty much it there. I'm just tired of getting out coached every week. Yeah. Well, maybe this week. Hold hope that this week will be different. Otherwise, everyone will be miserable at midnight on Saturday again. So we'll see what happens. Thank thank you for being part of the show. All right, Gary. We'll see you next week. You got it. All right, let's go out now to the 850. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? What's up, man? Who's this? Omar. What's up, Omar? You're in Tallahassee, right? Yeah, man. I'm Hoping that there's a cane invasion on Saturday. Hey, man, I'm excited. You know what? I'm, I'm excited just because I'm a, I'm a fan of the canes. You know, um, I was well disappointed last week. Like, man, I had been hyping, talking junk and everything, and they played like that. I was like, man, what's going on? But, you know, it... it, it I can't blame honestly. I I got some, I wrote down some notes, so man, 
I, I really can't blame these players like that. You know why? Because it's a lot going on, and I see a lot that is just not right. Like, one question, Golden, as a coach, what is his scrum suit? Well, I think he is very a very organized, detail oriented guy. I, you know, I I think that it, when it comes he to he's not like a manager. He's a He's a manager to me. That's what he's he's been. Well, you know what? I mean, honestly, I think I mean, he should be an, he, he should be an athletic a, director. Al Golden would make a great athletic yes. director. Great, great, great. He would be a great. great athletic director. Yes, but um, it, it just and, and this team has taken on his character. Well, like, what he really does, has. where he's lacking, he, he he you know he he has a lot of a lot of positive things. He's very good with. Very good at as a public, yeah, he's a great uh, as a public you know front what? man. I, he speaks well. A, he's good on TV. I have been a golden guy when he came in. I didn't even know who where he came from. I'm like, who is? Uh, I'm trying to. I, I was trying to figure out who he was and everything. I was kind of cool with him the first couple of years, but now I see the schemes. I see everything, and it's just no. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I, I got some stats for you, man. Did you know that in 2010 that Randy Shannon had three defensive linemen with 18 stats? I mean, 18 um, sacks. 18 sacks. Three players. One had seven, another had six, and I think the other one had five. And then his total team was 32. 32 sacks. That year. The two years that um, Al Golden came in, he had a total in 2011, 2012, 35 sacks his defense. Mm-hmm. 35. Also, Anthony Ciccolo, freshman year, five sacks, 32 ta- 38 tackles. Senior year, two sacks, 41 tackles. He went back. Like something is not adding up. Like you get you get a dude four years and he falls off on the on his last year. Like it's just something about this whole thing is it's not it's not it's not working out. It's it's the scheme. It's like and then how you like I'm on, I I I I be on Kane Sports so and I saw that um. I didn't even know he played uh, R.J. McIntosh. I heard he played on the defensive line. Oh, God, I hope not. (laughs) That's what I think I I I saw in one of the articles. I mean, he needs the red shirt. uh, I'm going to look at the participation report right now. I think they said he played one um, um, on the defensive line, one on drive. I'm like, where did he come from being on the field? He should be straight red shirt. That wouldn't be a good thing. Um, so I'm, I'm trying. I'm looking right now to see if he's on the uh, participation report. Go ahead, keep talking while I'm looking. But yeah, also, man, I, I, you're I right. He he did. Thing. He got in the game the other night. Unbelievable. They, you know, that's what I'm talking about. How are you going to build a program when you're throwing that kid out there and he's blowing a red shirt this year? I mean, come For on. What? I mean, For what reason? You got yeah. That's, two I mean, it's ridiculous. I agree. It does. Nobody got injured, nothing. And you telling me you had a play picked out where he need to be on the field. The two guys in front of him were so tired that he needed to come on the field. The only thing that might – the only explanation might be, and this is just pure speculation, 
you know, they are recruiting his brother, who's a very good running back, and maybe they promised him he would play as a freshman. I don't, I don't know, you know. But that kid, yeah, that is just total, total silliness. I mean, there is no reason for him to be playing this year. That's just waste. Also, yep. I mean, with the defensive line, I looked at the stats. No one from – only one person has had six sacks in a season. Only one person. And you wouldn't believe who it is. Tyreek McCord? Nope. Thurston Armbrust. Oh, okay. That's right. That, that was the only guy that had six sacks. Yeah, that no, was, I know. The it, only it, person it's, it's been in, in this era – only it's a disaster. The only person, no one had more. I, and I, I think, get and it. no one had more than than uh, than uh, Chicolo did in his freshman year, which was five. How you get that as a freshman, but can't get that as a senior? I agree. Right? It's, it's like you're going backwards, and that's the whole thing with Golden. He's no, he has no scrum suit to me. I thought he was a special team guru because that's how he came in. Like he was gonna could take control of the special team. The special team has been a disaster. You know why? Because you got freshmen on the special team. Freshmen that don't know this is like their first time in college. You gonna even though they're on the special team, they don't. It's like everything is not clicking. I think special teams should be an honor. You should have your top players on special teams. I feel like to some extent, you know. Well, they so, they try so to manage us. So I agree. I agree with you. I think special teams are very important, and you need to have. You, you need you to know have. What? And that punt return, matter of fact, I don't mean to cut you off, but that punt return, that Cincinnati return, I saw at least three, four freshmen on the field. Well, yeah, I mean Ryan, Ryan May. That's ridiculous. You got. I mean, I don't know if you watch. I know how closely you watched that play. Team. Ryan Mays literally ran off the field. I've never seen anything like it in my life, and I, I hope his parents aren't listening because I, I'd feel bad. He ran off the field. Okay, he's running down Just as flyer, and he took himself right out of the play. Then Jaquan Johnson, another freshman, came in and whiffed. And then that's and then another thing is they speak of accountability. Oh no wait, time out. The third guy was also a freshman. The third guy that got into the play was was um, Sheldrick Redwine, and he whiffed also. So the three guys that were first on the scene were all freshmen. Oh my god! Like that's, that, that that's, that's how they're sense. losing games, man. How can that's you expect it's, out of that? it's happening this, over and over Thursday and over. night game. These guys ain't even prepared as refs to play their own position, and you're going to put them in that special teams to play and expect them to know, okay, it's just it's special teams. It's just as big as offense, defense. I don't want you to say it's not, it's, it's but Urban Meyer has max. proven that it, it does. It matters. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's flawed to the max. All right. Um, listen, I got a lot of guys on hold. We're running out of show. You got anything else for us? Uh, I think, let me see. I think that's about it, man. Um, I, I'm going to be at the game, and uh, I hope we do something, man. I, I, I just, I, I feel bad for the players, though, man, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan, and I, I want to see them win, you know. I want to see these boys do this, you know. But five years, look at all the players that have not been up to their potential. They have lost out. 
So yeah. for that reason, I say you got to cut ties if this doesn't work out in these next three games. But that's all. But I hey, listen, I, I know it's your hometown, but do we have your permission to call it Trailer Hassey for the rest of this week? Hey man, you could do that because hey, I, I get so I can't talk around here, man. I mean, <laughs> when I, I haven't we ain't beat him in five years. That's the, that's all they keep throwing that in my face. So I mean, that alone is enough, man. Come on, it's like it's enough. Like you well, can't, you can't, there, we can't keep doing this. You'd be surprised <laughs> how many Canes fans there are up there with you. So, um, you yeah, know, it is, it is. Um, there's it a is, lot of Tallahassee Canes. There really are. All right, hey, thank you for being part of the show. We appreciate it. All right, let's go out to the 305 now, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? What's up, Gary? How are you? Hey, what's up, Schmeier? How are you doing this week? Doing all right, doing all right. Just uh, handicapping some horses here. Hold on, give me a second. Um, (laughs) Gary, how come no one's brought up on fourth and goal in a two-possession game down 11, you decide to go for a touchdown when you're – obviously, you have major issues moving the ball. Instead of taking three oh, points man. and living to see another game, you end the game on one play. How has that not been brought up? Because out of all the flaws that we've talked about, and I, we don't have to go back, and I've actually enjoyed a lot of the calls tonight because I've been on hold here for a little bit. But that, I think, is probably the most bonehead thing I think I could ever I've ever seen. You know, I can't believe it's not been brought up. Possession before, and I'm going back here to to refresh my uh, my memory. But on the possession before, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Badgley miss? Um... Yeah, but Gary, that was a 25 yard field goal. They were at the they were in the they yeah. were on the four, four or five yard line. Yeah, I'm looking. They were you on the five. Yeah. yeah, they they they, they were so on the five. You cut it to a one-possession game. You hope for three and out. And then the only playmaker they have, Corn Elder, hopefully you, they punt to them, punt to him, and maybe let them do something. And then wish for the best on a short field. Well, they, you know? You know, they, they, they went for the field goal, okay, early in the fourth quarter. There was nine minutes left. And it's a similar situation. They were on the nine-yard line, fourth and five. They kicked the field goal to go down four. And then, boom, just like that, Cincinnati hit that pass play over Corn Elder. Over Corn, they, yeah. They ended up scoring and and they go back up by eleven. Okay, so now you're okay. now you're you know you're back down by eleven. It's obvious that you need points in this game if you're going to win. So they get the ball back with six forty six left, and mm-hmm. that that's the play you're talking about where they went down the field. They're down at the five. It's fourth and goal at the five. You're down eleven points with four forty one left in the game. Now, right. you kick the field goal, you make it right. You're right. You have a decision to make there. You, you're going to have to score a touchdown at some point uh, without question. And I think what the, 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 what Golden decided, and to be honest with you, I did, the way that game was going, after they cut it to four and then Cincinnati shot it right back up again in, in two minutes, um, I didn't really have a big problem with it. I, I understand what you're saying. They could have gone down by eight. But you're gonna you're gonna have to score a touchdown at some point anyway, and you're down there, and you know I didn't really have a problem with his decision. I really didn't, you know. Yeah, but you you do realize you're putting your your one you now if that one play which didn't work obviously your the game is over, game over, two scores left, four minutes well, left. At least you, you realize though, they never got they never got the ball back again. 
course, because they had Jamal Carter playing 20 yards off the ball. Not that it mattered at this point, but you, did you realize uh, Jamal Carter paying 20 yards off the ball when if they would have thrown the ball could have been the most moronic thing of all time. Any, they were just going to run the ball into the line four times and Jamal Carter is paying 20 yards off the ball like they were going to throw a bomb over his head. How do you not just line 11 well, guys up in the box? Here's what I'll but, tell I mean, you. Your percentages aren't really in your favor when you need a two-point conversion. So I didn't have a problem with it. I really didn't. You know, I, 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 I thought that it was a good aggressive play. I, I didn't like the play that was that was called. I, right. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with the play. I thought they should have had different personnel running that route. Right. But I didn't have a problem with I, I Golden mean, being aggressive but, at that point. Do me a favor, bring that up to to, to just some coach and just say, what, you know, a, a real coach, and say, what would you do in that scenario? I think because if you're at home, that, I think if you're at home, you take the field goal. I think if you're on the road, you go for the touchdown. That's my you, that's, that's my opinion. I think it's, you know I think, I think, if think you have confidence in your team. You take the point and you live to fight and you say our defense is going to stop them. We have a good special teams guy. Something. I think that if you're okay, but you understand you're still going to need a touchdown and a two point conversion to I, tie the game. If, if you score a touchdown there, even if you miss the two point conversion, you still have the opportunity to get the ball back and score another touchdown. So I I don't I don't have a problem with what he did. Uh, I think it's I think it's nitpicking. I, I, I think it's a little bit more than nitpicking, but it is what it is. That's right. We're allowed to disagree. Yeah, no, no, I'm, and I'm not disagree. I mean, listen, I mean, the, the whole second half of the game was abominable anyway. So this is just, you know, and we're just, I'm just, this is just a coaching decision, I thought. But it is what it is, and there's nothing uh, else to be said. You know, and a caller earlier brought up a fact, and I'm not getting into firing Coach Golden, but I'm just saying that this seems to be that a lot of the teams, and I don't think, and I said this from the start many months ago, that I thought that this team was not more than a five-win team anyway, and the FAU game really solidified my my expectations for the season. But, I mean, that the teams that they do play this year are, I mean, I mean, look, look, at, look at this Coastal Division is, is, is a basically the most down I've ever seen. And this Florida State team this week is primed for the beating. Do I think Miami could go up there and beat them? Probably. I mean, I mean, how could you ever bet this team? I mean, you'd think this team could you know, go anywhere and win. But sure, why not? Florida, I mean, they beat, they beat FSU 14, and um, Boston College 14 nothing on a fluke play at the end of the game. If, 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 if Boston College could move the ball, they would have won that game. And then they're in a shootout with Wake Forest, which we know is not a great team. So can they win? Yeah. Is this a signature victory over a mediocre team? I mean, I guess so, but I Oh, it would be a signature victory. Damn, it would be a signature <laughs> this victory. This team has lost that, two and a half years. It would be a signature victory. All right, but I hope for damn sure that this doesn't say that this is going to clear the air here and that Golden demand, because I'm telling you right now, they will Well, never... I think the rest of the season would dictate that, but make no mistake, this would be the big, biggest victory of Al Golden's life. And and you mentioned a few times earlier that you know you that they were going to make a few changes this week. Um, you want to elaborate on that? I mean, what what type of changes, or is that an open ended? You know, he he didn't really statement? he didn't really say, but I, I I think you might see a little bit less put on Kaya mentally. You know, you might see a, a, some more check with me's. Uh, when when it comes to the play calls on the field, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. 
you see, I, I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm expecting some significant changes in the offensive line rotations. I think you're going to see Casey McDermott and Joe Brown get a much bigger opportunity there. Uh, I think you're going to see them potentially run the football a little more than they did this past week. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see Brad Kaya under center more. You know, there's all adjustments that I, th- I personally think they need to make. I hope you go back and listen to some of your old podcasts because I've been saying that for weeks. How on third and one you're in a shotgun formation that has could be the most that could be the, the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard in my life. I've never seen anything like it. I mean it's 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 unbelievable. And these people, can they please stop with this tray on gray? I mean the only good things that this team not good thing the only consistency on this team is Yearby and they have a great kid on Mark Walton. Should I think so they should both be on the field on everything? Please with this tray on gray enough. Enough with this guy. I, I'm. I mean, every week. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll let let be and Walton get the ball enough, and then worry about Trayon Gray. I agree. Good lord. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, that's the only consistency we have is is and the running back spot. And those kids look like those are those are some prime. That's those are difference makers. I mean, they had some 30, good kids. Thirty-one that, running plays and 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 forty pass plays in the last game. I'd like to see that get. Uh, certainly closer to 50-50, if not go 60-40 run pass. Because I think right now those two running backs are the strength of the offense. Yeah. I, I, by the way, you didn't have me laughing, by the way. Expect to redshirt Stacey Coley. Would this team redshirt anyone? I mean, give me a break. Oh, I know. I, mean, I, would, I, I would do it. He He's made zero contribution to this point in the season. Zero. He's hurt. He's, he's hurt, and I think they need to redshirt him and get him right. I, and, and, you know, next year they're not going to have Waters. They're not going to have Scott. They would be very happy if they had Stacey Coley next year. I I agree with you 1,000%. I mean, from what I've heard, that this has a lingering hamstring and it's just not responding. And it's just he'll never be right. If he played this Saturday, next Saturday, he's at 80%, 75%. And he would yep. just be – he would you would be the same that you've been seeing the last – Whatever they need the to be smart and do the right thing by Stacy Coley, and that's redshirt him. Right, right. And when I should we even get? I mean, I, I don't want to pick on that, but that's Dion Bush not being on the field. And you know what? I feel that Crawford, Dallas Crawford, happens to be. If you remember correctly, they took him at the last minute. He was going to go to Michigan, and Golden took him just because they offered him a scholarship. He wanted to stay home. That kid should. I mean, that kid should be. He should be the special teams captain. He should go out on every special team. God bless him. He tries so hard and everything. How in the world do you have Dion Bush standing next to the coach with that kid on the field? I mean, that you. I mean, like I said, these are. I mean, self-inflicting wounds. I mean, I'm, I, I've never seen anything like it. I really haven't. I it's really amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's just you know, I feel so bad Are for you, those guys. I I feel like I'm I'm watching them self destruct every week. You know. Can you? I mean, can you believe though? I mean, Dion Bush is a senior. Dion Bush is a senior. That he, it, be, it feels like he's just getting started. I mean, I, that it's it just accentuates the point I make about redshirting. I mean, this kid should be a junior right now. He's just, if I, he's just I mean, getting going and he's going to be gone. I would say, I mean, I'm just thinking about, you know, going back to, to my days. I'm like, I mean, this kid was coming in with all this hype. He was great. He had some injury issues. I mean, this kid should just be blossoming now and coming back next year to being yeah, He's going to be gone before he can even – it's going to be like he was never in the program. He was never in the program. It's unbelievable. It's, 
it's mind-boggling. I mean, I, I mean, and I and we've spoken many times, and I my expectations were not high for this team going to the season. I said all these, you know, what I've had to say about that. So I'm not crushed by this in any means. I made no. I probably 95% would have been in Tallahassee this weekend. You will not see me there. But I mean, uh, you know what? But I, I, a good like I always say, and for Canes fans to keep their their head up, that if you get the right coaches here and like what Florida is going to looks like they have going and they've got the right guys. If you have the right mix in South Florida that, I mean, you know, hold down this, this, you know, South Florida recruiting, you could get back and you'll get back fast. It will take yep. a year or two and you will be back. So, you know, better days are ahead and, you know, let's just hope for the best. And I mean, let's just hope for a good effort and don't, please don't get embarrassed on ABC at eight o'clock at night. I mean, I, I, I'm sickened that that's even on at that time because this product is inferior and it's almost an embarrassment, but it well, is we'll what see. it is. They have enough athletes to right. compete. So we'll see what happens. All right, Robert. Thank you. Thank you as always for being part of the show. Enough athletes. Like I, like I said before, they always they have enough athletes to go against every team that they play this year. Equal, equal or better athletes than anyone, but, Let's see. You can't say the same about coaching. But all right, Gary, have a good one, and um, enjoy your trip up there. All right, Robert, thanks for being part of the show. All right, guys, I'm going to take a moment here and talk about fantasy football, our Cane Sport Weekly Fantasy League. Um, those of you who have been listening for the past several weeks know that FanDuel.com has has been a sponsor of Cane Sport Live and uh, was kind enough to set up that Cane Sport Weekly League for us, and uh, a lot of guys have been having a lot of fun with it. Take it from me, FanDuel makes every single game more exciting. If you love football, you really need to try FanDuel and FanDuel.com. FanDuel is the leader in one-week fantasy football, and the money is real. They're expecting to pay out more than $2 billion this season. I mean, can you imagine that? $2 billion in payouts uh, playing fantasy football and all the different games they have. Building a team is really easy, and that includes a a, a team in the Cane Sport uh, League. You just pick your players, you stay under the salary cap, and then you sit back on Sunday and you watch your team build points and potentially win. Entry fees start at just $1. Anyone can play. The Kane Sport game is a $5 game. Uh, you can find that at, at uh, fanduel.com forward slash Kane. And finally, it can pay to be a fan. And uh, like, I've, like I said, that the Kane Sport League has, has really been a great thing for a lot of guys on the site. Uh, we've had different winners every week, and uh, guys are cashing in and making some bucks. There's a guy named Ben from Illinois who got turned on to FanDuel.com uh, th- this fall, and he turned 5 bucks into $10,000 so far in the first month of the football season. Uh, that could be you. Join Ben and over 1 million other users who have already won money on FanDuel.com this season. Now, if you're not on FanDuel yet, go to FanDuel.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, use our code CANE, C-A-N-E, and sign up now and... They'll match every dollar that you deposit up to $200. You'll earn bonus bucks as you play. So don't forget to use the the code CANE when you sign up at FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Go sign up today and join us this weekend in the Cane Sport League at FanDuel.com forward slash Cane. All right, let's go out now to the 770 where you're now live. I'm Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? 
What's up? Doing good. Who's this? You know this, this Steven in Atlanta. Hey, what's up, Steve? How you doing? Um, I'm still <laughs> breathing. I guess that's a good thing. Yes, sir. What you got? Hey. Talk to us. I ain't got much, man. I'm going down to Tallahassee this weekend. Yar, huh? Just yeah, have a little fun. Do a little tailgating. I have turned all my in-laws over there in Mississippi and the Kane fans, and it's just a bad time for me. I was over in Mississippi this weekend, and we had to talk about it, but they're coming down too. He's going to drive from over there five hours. He's going to meet me in Tallahassee. We're going to watch, sit on the Miami side and enjoy whatever happens. Wow, that's but great. I heard you. Um, I heard you say Al Golden – would make a great athletic director. He would. He absolutely would. Uh, and what gives you that? Well, he, he's just. What he's, makes he's, you he's, say he's, that he's after watching him? Hold on, let me finish. What makes you say that? Because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just make some points here. After well, watching him for guy. four years at Miami. Hello. He's intelligent. Yeah, he's intelligent. He's well organized. Uh, I, I he think can't be that got... intelligent. Look at his team on the field, Gary. Well, he can't look at. He didn't fire his. Look, look. Hold on. He didn't fire his um defensive coordinator. He haven't made any changes. That's what athletic directors have to do. You don't get in bed with your friends and and run a program and won't fire nobody because you 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 you've been together with them so long. You got to take the best interest of the program that you have been hired to make you know, be successful with. So why, again, I'm going to ask you again, do you think he would be a great athletic director? I think he would be a great athletic director if his, uh, if, if his friends weren't employed in the department. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got a lot of the skills. He's got a lot of the skills. And, and, you know, I don't want to pick up Mark D'Onofrio. I mean, he... Mark's a good guy. He really is. He's a good family man and everything. You know, they're just they're they're both just in over their heads where they are. I mean, you know, Look, not everybody. I couldn't you know I couldn't be the head football coach at Miami either. I mean, I know a lot about football, and and you know, well, you do too or whatever. It, it, it doesn't mean all of us are equipped to be a head football coach at this level. And that's right. Uh, that's right. You know, they're, we they're can just, talk they're, it. That's a good thing. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up. My wife always asks me why I don't go coach a little league team and, you know, and do this and go help because I'm not a good coach. I can talk it all day. I can probably interview, and everybody wants me to come help them, you know, because I know the game. That don't mean that don't mean I can put together a great line of coaches and have an offensive line knowing to get in the timing, firing off the ball, clearing out holes, quarterback that knows how to, you know, take snaps and, and get his three steps drops, that don't mean I got the energy or the heart or the fire to go run a team. Just because I can talk it all day and maybe get a job, you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Totally agree. So th- that, that's where I'm at with everybody saying Al Golden is this, he'll make a great that. We don't know what Al Golden will be. All we know is that he's not a great coach at the UM, and he has proven that. You know, for whatever reason, he consistently seems to let us down. Well, this is you the know, last stand, and, man. We're at the last stand. There's no doubt about it. But he, he, but he like needs I to say, Saturday night, Steve. You know what he has done? He has made me a stronger fan. 
You know what I'm saying? Anybody who can Anybody that's he still has to, to the, you're still coming back is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He made me he's he's made me a lot tougher fan and you know, you have to go through some stuff in life, so this is just one of them things. I'm just hoping hoping going forward that the the program still has the desire program. I don't know what I don't know what to make of this. I don't know if they even want football at that school anymore. I don't know what they're stuck out of these do. people down there. They do. Listen, you know it's, human it's human mistakes, Steve. You know, you had an athletic director, Kirby Hocutt, who's three generations ago now. You know, that's how crazy the athletic director job has been. But, you know, he's now at Texas Tech. And, and, and you're left with the, the wreckage of what he did here. And, you know, and it's, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of money involved. These, these contracts get signed and, and schools are stuck with them or whatever. But, you know, listen, you're down to the last stand now. I mean, this is it. There, there's no doubt about it. Hey, question. Question. Um, that athletic director who we have now. Blake James. Is, yes. Has he played any sports in his life? What did he do? Where is he from? I, I don't think so. I mean, he plays golf. I know that. But I don't think he... This, see, that's what I'm saying. This, he certainly this, wasn't this a football is player. Saying. This is what I'm Why is he... What? This is, we just put people in positions because they speak well and they look the part. They look like a... That guy looked like he should be a lawyer. Not a... You know what I'm saying? Not an athletic director. He talks like a, you know, a lawyer. This is the type of stuff we do. We We base our... We hire our people now on how they look. You know, not only if they could, not if they got our best interests. We're just giving our jobs on on what he got a degree or something. You know what's going on down there, Gary? I I don't think you can knock Blake James. You know he's he's done a good job. He's raised a lot of money. He's doing a good job with the facilities. I I, I think now you got to see how he handles a very tough situation here. I mean, this is going to be his, his big test. But up to uh, what, up but, to the, up to this point, there hasn't really been much wrong with what he's done. He's done a nice um, job. Yeah, all right, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm gonna say this. I want when we do start looking, I want everybody. I want a clean house. He might can stay. I guess I'm gonna just take your word on that. But I would like the clean house. You know, just a clean sweep. All mm-hmm. the coaches, all the everybody. That, you know, we got somebody's gonna have to be some casualties of war on this one, because I think it's a couple of coaches who are there, who came late, who probably are good coaches would make good position coaches, but you know they're gonna have to fall, they're gonna be victims of you know what's going on now, because we got to change directions. Good luck. I'm gonna be in Tallahassee Friday. All right, leave Friday morning. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. We leave well, a Friday morning. If, a friend if, of mine, well, go ahead. If you see me up there, make sure you say hello. All right. I'll be looking for you. Uh, when you going to uh, get there? I'll be up there Friday. I'll be bouncing around. All right. Hey, I'm going to put. I'm gonna post something. On, I, I got a new um, name on the King Sports today. I can say something to you. I'm Bad News Kings now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that was that's a, me. That's a good name for you. Bad news, bad news, Kane. Hey, that's all it's been is bad news for me. I'm bad. <laughs> that's me. That's AKA Stephen from Atlanta. I'll all right. holler. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, make sure you holler next, next Tuesday. I'll be interested. To-
curiosity what you think of the game. All have right. A, have a good night, Steve. <laughs> All right, guys, we've got about um, 20 minutes of show left here and uh, several guys on hold. So, you know, try to keep your comments uh, pretty brief if you can and, and direct and to the point. And let me try to see if I can clear this board here before we go home for the night. Let's go out to the 803. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How you doing? Who's this? Hey, this is Eddie. Um, What's up, Eddie? Talk to us. Uh, the problem is, I mean, you know, I think the problem is, is we've got a coaching staff. They're trying to play chess with South Florida players down in South Florida. That's that's never going to work down here. I mean, that's that's not how they were raised to play football. You just line them up, tell them, hey, beat the guy in front of you. That's it. Well, you know, I was talking to a coach who's coached against Miami in, uh, over the last year, who who's a coach at, a, at another school. And we were talking about how their school plays defense, and I'm not going to mention names, but uh, the one thing they said is their, their kids make a lot of mentals too, like everybody else. And, you know, these are college kids, you know, different levels of – of um, aptitude on the game and, 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 you know, different things. And some of them learn well, some of them don't. I mean, there, there's there's no standard. I mean, you have a wide variety of situations, a wide variety of kids with, with different skills and things like that. And, you know, what he was telling me is that their their kids make a lot of mentals and, and things like that. But the one thing that they do that's a constant is they play aggressive and they go after the quarterback. And they create so many problems by doing so that it covers up a lot of the mistakes that they make, you know, in in the in the back. And you know, that's the one thing you don't really see here. I mean, there's there's not a lot of pressure. There's there's, you know, at, at, right. hardly, I mean, yeah. hardly ever. And and I think that that leaves them very susceptible to mentals and they make them sometimes. And they play, too many guys. they play they play too many guys. They can't get them prepared. Tell tell me if I'm wrong. You know, tell me if I'm wrong. But it seems to me you know, win or lose, if they win this game, if they lose this game, win or lose, he just he he doesn't coach how Miami fans expect to coach to coach this team. In other words, uh, let's say you know one of the defensive ends, and while the quarterback's on the ground, if the if the defensive end gets up and kind of stands above him and kind of hits his chest a couple of times, I mean, other defensive players see it all that. It 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 would seem to me that Al Golden is going to put that player in a doghouse for doing something like that. No, come on. He, he you I can mean, criticize him for a lot of things. He's never, no, he's never put anybody in the doghouse for being exuberant on the field. Yeah, I just like, right, a, what else like a bad burrito. It's, I mean, this, it's you know, it's got to run its course. Bottom line, I'll tell you something else. I, I've kind of heard and, and been looking at the message boards and stuff, and some of the some of the recruits or some, some guys saying some of the recruits are saying like, if they fire Al Golden, they may not come. I'm being honest with you. I don't. I don't care if they're six star players. If they're not going to come to Miami because we fire Al Golden, I don't want them because he just doesn't coach this team how Miami fans ex- and not at least me how I you know I I just don't expect this you know he's yeah, just I not mean, fit you, for Miami. You, you would lose some kids, and, and I think depending on who you hire, you might you might gain some kids. I don't think you make a decision based on that. I, I think I, if you, know, you need to make a coaching change, you make a coaching change. You let the new coach come in. They make the the new staff makes contact with the recruits and they assess where they are, and then they go forward from there. Yeah. Happens every um, year at schools. 
So, you know. Well, keep me on hold, okay, Gary? Thanks you got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. Yeah. All right, let's go out now to the to the um, the 484. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's going on, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? Hey, it's Philly, man. Hey, what's up, Philly? Talk to us. Hey, I got a couple quick points for you. So, I'm looking at the stats, and uh, this is going to be a tough game for us. I think it comes down to two things. One, it comes down to the O-line, and the second thing it comes down to, like, the knockout on defense. Because I think we have to go up the bus with, like, all the bus looking. And the line has to hold up. Because look at the stats. FSU's strengths are all weaknesses. Like, their red zone defense, they average 40% in the red zone in terms of, like, not around touchdowns. We only average, like, 42% of a converted touchdown in the red zone. Their third down defense, they average 20% of, of allowing teams to convert. We average 25% of offense on converting third down. They're only allowing 281 yards of offense. We're, we're averaging like 460, which is good. But at the same time, they're only allowing like 11 points per game. And we're allowing like 32, pretty much almost at like their average. No, we're allowing 21. But they're averaging like, I think, 30, 32 points a game. But, um, like, on, on terms of running, we're averaging – we allow almost five yards of carry. They're averaging six yards of carry rushing the ball. So, I mean, you look at this stat, this – I don't know. This game, is, it, it could turn really, really fast. It, anything could happen up there. Miami has enough athletes to be competitive in this game. Nope, don't make any mistake about that. So, there, there's I mean, a chance. But they're going to they're gonna have to play a lot better. We definitely have the athletes, but if you look at, like, I mean, if you combine those stats, basically looking at, like, their strengths are basically pretty much our weaknesses, and then you combine our record, um, our, basically our our world record, um, and how we, like, what, the last 5, 10, 15 games, we've been blown out or, or been have off like double digits on the road, especially against ranked teams. If you combine all that, I mean, I don't, you know, it's going to be tough. We'll see. That's all I have for you. All right, man. Thanks for being part of the show. All right. All right, we got 14 minutes left. We're going to go rapid fire here as quick as we can. Let's go to the 305. You're now live on Team Sport Live. Gary, how are you? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, Jake at 2410. What's up, man? Talk to us. Not much, man. I don't have much, man. I, I'm going to tell you my biggest pet peeve, and this is going to be probably stupid to some people. And you said the word kids about seven times on the previous call. And to me, my biggest pet peeve with this coach is the way he references the players on this team. He constantly refers to them as kids. He did it today in the Herald. We met as a staff on Friday, met with the kids on Friday. I've never never heard this coach refer to his players as men. These are 18-year-old kids. They're men. They're not kids. Now, you said something about this coach uh, that you talked to from another team. Did, was he really referring to his guys as kids as well? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm the dumb one. I don't know. What, oh, what, what I, don't, did... I don't know. I don't, look, I don't take this as seriously as you do, to be honest with you. These <laughs> kids, men, call them whatever you want. I mean, we I, know, we I know, know what we're talking about. I, but I know, Gary, but listen, in the grand scheme of things, when, when you're trying to build a team of young men who are 18 years old, the, these, these guys are old enough to go to war and be killed. They're not kids, and when you, re- when you constantly refer to them as kids and they read this, what do they think? Maybe in the back of their right. mind. 
We're Honestly, kids. I don't think they think anything. I, I don't. I, I don't. I, again, I. The, the I've never heard of coach, anybody mention the, this before. You. The greatest coaches of this. The greatest coach. The greatest coaches of this game know how to psychologically have an effect on these kids to get the most out of them. Jimmy Johnson did it. Uh, Bilicek uh, does it from uh, New England. There, there's many uh, good examples of coaches out there. You that, think when Jimmy Johnson coached college, he never referred to his players as kids? I, I, I no, I don't. I got to be honest with you. No, I don't. I, I think I, don't I think not, I think coaches I don't, who I don't are really what looking. Significance of that is it, like, this, who cares? It's, it's again, like I said, it's a pet peeve of mine. And again, maybe it's just a stupid comment. What I'm saying is that if you keep referring to them as kids. I think that, that, that somewhere could have an effect on them because they keep being referred to as kids. So here we go. So we've got Dallas Crawford in the game. We've got Bush on the sideline. It's almost like an optimist team. You know, let, let me get all my players in so they can all get a chance to play, and your best player is on the sideline. Okay? They're kids. Well, I, to me, it's like, wow. You know, is, is that the mentality? Let me get all my kids in the game so they can get some playing time? You know, it's, it's just – I, I just don't get it, and I and I you know I've been watching this team since I was 13 years old. I was I was 13 when they won in '83, you know. And this is the, the mentality of this coach. Somebody made uh, a comment the other uh, earlier today that um, um, uh, uh, Sonny Odagu came off the field after making a, a mental error, and and he didn't say anything to him. Jimmy Johnson would have would have would have blasted him. We all know this. You know, and well, it's, he, it's he deserved part. to be blasted. Oh, right, and, and, and it's one and of the worst like plays that. you'll ever see in your life. And, right, and, 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 and God bless the kid. Like you said, he's probably a good, a good kid. Oh, just like very the guy nice from the, kid. just like the guy from the Gators when he came when he reamed his guy off, off the, on the sideline for the for the stupid penalty, albeit maybe a little harsh, but he still he still did what he needed to do to to to, to have that separation and let these men know we're not playing a game here. This is a big money business. You know what I'm saying? You need to be accountable. You know, you need to, you know, you need to understand there's consequences if you don't play properly. You know, and that means you're going to lose your job. These are not kids. They're men. Plain and simple. And I really wish he would stop referring to them as such. I, I think it's, it's, you know, maybe he doesn't think about it. You know, it's, but to uh, me, it I means something. You, I guarantee he doesn't think about it. So what, it, and, that, else? And, and, and Gary, that's why this man's going to lose his job at some point because no, he not. doesn't think like <laughs> it's that. It's not going to be because he calls them kids instead of men. It's going to be because It's not going to be because of that, Gary. It's going to be. All right, listen, I've got to stop you. you it's not going to be because of that. It's going to be because his mental is not there as a coach. That's what the deal is. Thank you. All right, I got you. All right, do you have anything else for us this week? All righty. Uh, let's go to the 601. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. Who's this? Hey, it's Steve. All right, Steve. I'm not going to keep it long, but um, I agree with most of everything you had said throughout the show. There's one thing I want to bring up that uh, you started to talk on, um, but you did not uh, get into it. And these are uh, the stupid uniforms they're wearing. Um, we need to go back to the orange and green and just stay with Did the you notice the, the new name tags? Did you, you I, notice? I, yeah, I noticed. Yeah, I like I like the new name tags, but I don't care yeah. about all that organ crap yeah. they got going on. At least on. you can read them. At least you can read who the players are. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we need to stick with the orange and green, stick with tradition, and let's just go from there. I, I'm pulling for my McCain's this weekend, um, but I agree with most of everybody that said we, we do need a coaching change, and I'm going to leave like that. All right, thanks, Jerry. All right, man. Give us a call next week. All right, let's go to the um, the nine eight five. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. 
Hey, Gary. Swagger for life here. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? Talk to us. Uh, how distressing is it to you that D'Onofrio came out today and actually said that there weren't going to be any variations from this 22-man rotation that's going on on defense that's keeping guys like Bush on the sidelines on critical uh, critical downs and critical plays? I, I, I don't understand it. I, I I mean I like I said I, I like Mark but I think he's delusional. I mean I, I was talking to him today and he, he was telling me that you know they gave up 300 yards in the first half the other night. But you know the way he looked at it, they were fine once they get past the first four or five plays. And no, they weren't fine. I mean they gave up almost 300 yards in in the first half. Now you know then they they, they did a great job in the third quarter. And you know and I asked Coach Golden the same question. I mean I'm I'm trying to get to the bottom of how does this happen? Like how do you give up 300 yards in the first half and then come out and only give up five yards in the third quarter to a team that put up 750 yards? Of offense the week before, and I can't explain. Redshirt red quarterback with their two wide receiver, two best wide receivers on the sideline. By yeah, the way. I don't, I can't explain it. I can't. There's no explanation for it. But you know, but I, I don't understand a lot of what they say. I'll be honest with you, and and I, I don't understand how you can't see that you're playing too many guys. But I, but I accept the fact that maybe I'm not right. I mean, I, I have a very strong opinion about it. I keep watching them lose and lose and lose and lose and lose. I keep talking about same plus same equals same, and I think I'm seeing it loud and clear, but, you know, I don't pretend to be a know-it-all. I actually did watch Jimbo Fisher's press conference that he put on Kane Sport uh, the other day, probably the only one that Kane Sport actually did. Uh, yeah. he, he, got to, he got to a point in his conference where he started talking about the change in, changes in offenses in college football and this fast-break stuff and this front option stuff and how the defenses had to respect it more. And... That's a, a, a theory on why, you know, you have to play more guys. And some of the coaches are using that. That's a bunch of hogwash. Baloney. Just because, I mean, if you've got guys, your best players, that can wreak havoc uh, with, this, with this sprint option, then, you know, if you shut it down, then you don't gonna, you're not going to see 150 plays. You're going to see three and out. Do you follow that? I mean, yeah. that's just. That's just my take on it. I mean, what, you know, that sprint option where they, you know, Jimbo talked about it, where it might throw, might run, that, you know, that it's nothing more than an option. Get the field and tackle a guy. Like Randy Shannon used to say, uh, defending the option, tackle everybody, right? Get three balls in the back throw, two balls and tackle everybody. So it's just, it's not a, uh, it's just, that's, uh, people try to use, the coaches try to use that nowadays as, oh, we got to play more players on defense. I just, because of that, I just think it's, I think it's baloney. Put your 11, best 11 guys out there and go get it. And if they're tired and they need a blow, that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, well, but yeah, to just rotate, rotate for the sport of it is absurd. I mean, you know, this is not Alabama's roster, okay? Right. And Alabama doesn't even do that. Yeah. All right, you got well, anything else? Golden had his shot. Golden had his shot over in, in the offseason. Kevin, Kevin Slumlin at Texas A&M is a perfect example. Year before Texas A&M, his defense was terrible. What does he do? He comes to LSU and he gets John Chavis. Now look at him. They're the dark horse right now to win the SEC West. I'm not saying they will. Tough, tough, tough uh, division. But they're they're lying in the weeds right now getting ready to take on Alabama and the rest of the big boys because of that. Because now they have a defense. Golden had that shot. He didn't do it. We are where we are. And 
basically everybody tonight is right in the fact that, you know, I mean, the writing's on the wall. Uh, you know, we, we lose the next three or four games, and we all know what's coming next. Oh, yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. So, no all right, you got anything else real quick? That's it, man. Thanks, Gary. All right, man, give us a call next week. All right, guys, let's keep these quick. Let's go to the 202. You're now live on King Sport Live. Hello. You with us? Hello? Yeah, that's you. Hey, 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 Greg, how you doing today? Doing good, doing um, good. What you got? Um, 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 what about the Canes, man, this weekend, this Sunday, on the pro? They're doing so good. I was watching um, the Chargers and the, and the Browns. You got uh, Duke Johnson doing good. You got, yeah, he had a great uh, man doing good. You got, um, I was um, I was watching, too, um, Jacksonville. Allen Hearns doing good. I mean, there's no school like Miami. I swear to God, there's no school like Miami. We no, we did not. that for the past years and years, but we still producing. I'm like, there's no school like Miami. I don't care. There's no school like Miami. Just fire this guy. That's all. That's all. I can't wait until the end of October. This guy's gone. He's gone. It's too long. Five years. This guy's gone. That's all. That's all. All right, man. Give us a call next week. Thank you. All right, let's go to the three four seven. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's going on, Gary? How are you? Doing good. Who's this? This is Kwame. Hey, what's up, Kwame? Give it to As us I've quick. What saying, you got? It's a one-game season. I'm looking at that offensive line, and I hope they plug in uh, this guy Joe Brown into left guard to replace Alex Gall. And I don't know who's going to play right tackle, whether it be Trevor Darling or Casey McDermott, but one of them needs to play right tackle and the other play left. You'll see and, a lot more but, Brown and McDermott this week. I need that. I need that. And, and, and I also need to see more push on the defensive line. It's been five years, Gary, and we haven't seen a defensive line that's ferocious yet. Nope. And I, this and is I the first gonna, time. I don't think you're going to see it this year either. I've been watching the Canes in earnest since 1997 when I became a Canes fan. I was 17 years old. This is the first time in almost 20 plus years that I have no enthusiasm for this game. And I got $200 riding on this sucker. Hmm. And I bet on the Canes. Just be on a humble before took the nine, started. Huh? I took it. I took Good. it. You got a and, shot. And uh, I took a shot. Yeah. And that Cincinnati game just was like a punch in the stomach. And I just I have no enthusiasm for this game. I see the promos running on TV. And I just, I mean, I feel like he's stolen this from me by his lackluster uh, adjustments in game and during halftime. Like, he doesn't make proper adjustments on the fly, and he's a very stubborn coach. And and I firmly believe that he'll be out of a job uh, at the end of the year. Well, I I, Um, I hope for the sake of your money that he's not and that he wins this week. Let's see what happens. You got anything else? Not at all, brother. I, I'm hopefully that we win. You got to give us a call next week. I'm just trying to get get these last few guys on here before before we go to bed. All right, let's go to the 501. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? This is Alex up in Arkansas, man. Hey, what's up, Alex? How you doing this week? Oh man, just calling to get my therapy as usual. I'm oh, just no, we're I'm just not doing therapy yet. Not yet. We're man. Here. <laughs> hey, listen, Gary, I've been in therapy for a while, man. Like I told you, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago when I called, man, I've had to 
readjust my expectations for Kane's football. And man, it's just really different. I'm used to us being the bad boys coming out, punching people in the mouth. And Mal, man, we just, everybody's whooping boy now all of a sudden. And it doesn't look like it's getting any better at all. And so I dare not bet any money on them when they play. You know, all I do is cheer for them and just, you know, hope for the best but expect the worst. And that's pretty much how it's turned out for me as a Canes fan. And I guess I was just spoiled because we wasn't used to that, Gary. And I'm having a hard time dealing with it, brother. Maybe they'll surprise us this week. We'll see. I appreciate your optimism, though, Gary. I got to give you that, though, man. But I'm going to call you next week. You do that. Good talking to you again. All right. All right. Have a good night. All right. Let's go to the 8-5. Oh, wait. We may have already done this one. Yeah, we've already done this one, so we, we don't need to go there. Uh, last call of the night. Let's go to the 9-5-4. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Whoops. Sorry about that. Wait a minute. I got you. I got you coming. Go ahead. Nine five four. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. All right, man. Like you put it pretty good, man. You know, with this team, you know, same plus same doesn't equal the same. It equals retardedness. I don't know what this coaching staff is doing. (laughs) They don't learn. You tell me, I need to change change my formula, huh? Oh, I mean, yeah, Donald. I mean, same plus same 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 equals retardedness. Exactly. This coach, they should be wearing helmets out there. They're incompetent. Let me ask you a question. You've been covering this team for years. Do these how do these players even look like they're hurricane worthy of wearing that jersey? They don't like hurricane players out there. Yeah, it's getting better. It's you know that's not their problem. I don't know. I mean, I look at these players. I mean, half this team doesn't even look like with a good coach. They'd even be on this team, and they look like they should be playing for FAU. O-line is not as strong as it should be. That that there's no question about. But, you know, and I would say the D-tackles really aren't what you would like to see either. But for the most that part, that's true. not a big problem. They got these a lot bigger problems recruit, than that. I know, but these recruits, the biggest thing now half the time is depth chart. They want to get early playing time. I mean, you kidding me? These kids, juniors in high school, could be starting on this team, and we still can't win a defensive line recruit. Who wants to go play for these morons? It's ridiculous, dude. Dude, fire this coach after the Florida State loss. Get him out of here. Fire what the you know what the Dolphins do to him and clean shit. Let's get this shit rolling. Must diver out. Holla. You got it, man. <laughs> Everyone's been waiting for weeks for for that guy to call back, so he he finally got on the show. All right, guys, uh, great show tonight. I want to thank everybody that called in and participated. I uh, want to say thank you to our sponsors, harrys.com, uh, nuts.com, and fanduel.com. Remember to go visit them and take advantage of those freebies that they're throwing at you guys. Uh, fanduel.com, if you go sign up now, use the coupon code Kane. They'll match your deposit up to $200. Uh, so, you know, that's a pretty pretty darn good deal. Harrys.com, you go on there, you use the coupon code CANES to sign up, and you can get uh, that starter kit that will include three razor blades and shaving cream and uh, and a razor for just $10. And uh, those German razors are really, really good, kind of like German cars. Uh, you'll like them. You'll feel the difference right away. And then Nuts.com, uh, again, if you if you like the snack, they got a massive variety of snack foods. You can go over there to nuts.com, use the coupon code Kane, and uh, and and they'll save you. Um, they'll they'll send you four free samples uh, of their stuff. 
Uh, you can pick for more than 50 items. Uh, it's a $15 value. They'll send it to you for free and let you try so, some of their snacks. So great deals for you guys. Uh, glad we're able to bring them to you. Thank you for being part of the show. We're headed to Trailer Hassey on Friday. Uh, we'll see what kind of effort Al Golden, the coaches, and the players can put forth on Saturday. And those of you that are laying out your money, I'm glad you're getting nine points. That's, uh, that's not too bad of a deal. So until next Tuesday, good night, everybody. Thank you.